Welcome back to Made in the 80s, a podcast about the 80s by people who were made in the 80s. I'm Shalia, and we have... Tim. And Kendon. Hi, guys. How's it going? Good. good. Are, are my levels all good? I sound okay? We're okay. All right, we're I think good. we're okay. We're, we're, right. we're really here, according right, we're, to we're, these levels. We're here. Good. What did they used to say on all those like 90s rap songs? It was like, I need, I need more hi-hat in my, in my headphones. <laughs> Turn the mic up. Turn the mic up. Turn the mic up. Turn me up. Turn me up. For real. So. It's Pride Month. It is Pride Month. It's Pride month, June yeah. 1st. Happy Pride Month, everybody. Happy Pride Month. And also, we made it to June. We made it to June. Yeah, thank God. Did you Did you notice, Tim? So, last year during Pride Month, I went to our Pride uh, parade and ended up in Seattle Center and ended up with a whole bunch of swag including multiple sets of rainbow glasses and so i used <laughs> of course you did i used um one set that are like kind of like a see-through rainbow color stuff um as my infinity stone glasses nice. for watching endgame nice. this year that's that. nice. i was like oh it's always interesting because i end up with like really cool swag from things and it's like well am i ever going to use this right. again i don't know but i did and now mm-hmm. i've still got all my swag from last year that mm. i can wear this year assuming yeah. the sun's out um all right well so that yeah it's june listeners or friends we hope that you are you had a wonderful may and to end out may for this year we are doing our first episode for june of return of the jedi mm-hmm. and why um, are we doing return of the jedi we're doing return of the jedi as a tribute to the late unfortunately peter mayhew who passed last month or in april april we played chewbacca yeah I can realize. i act as translator sure yeah the yeah the <laughs> what? <laughs> I have no idea what's happening right now. But, uh, <laughs> when, she, when she says, I've, I've come to collect the bounty on this Wookiee. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That like, is what? what Leah says. Leia says. Leia. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited for this episode, to be honest. I think it'll be fun to talk. Yeah, it's Again, fun. It's fun to talk about. Yeah, we've already talked about, we definitely already did Empire, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Did we do a New Hope? I don't think we did New Hope yet. It was made in 77. Yeah, yeah. so we just didn't do it. Yeah. It's also my least favorite. <laughs> wow. Well, actually, no, I mean, not anymore. Setup, right? I, I, I know, the maybe. Setup, the climax is yeah. Empire, which is why everyone loves it. And then this is the, like, setting everything right again. Mm. We'll, get, we'll get into it, I guess, once we go. Yeah. But this is, the, I think, one of the ones with the most fun for Chewbacca. Yeah. Jedi, a lot of good fun Jedi stuff in here. Yeah. Fun Jedi, good Chewbacca. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, this is our tribute to Peter Mayhew because you are awesome and will be missed. Um, and obviously you left a legacy, right? Mm-hmm. And the, we fortunately, we already had the next actor for Chewbacca yes. already on deck. And he was in, was he in The Last Jedi? Yeah. He's yeah. in all of them. Yeah. No, the the, the new guy? Yeah. yeah, yeah he's he's the, the actor. Who's mm-hmm. So when was the last time Peter Mayhew was? Probably a while. I thought he was in episode seven. Am I wrong? I thought so too. But he was—he would have he definitely in been in episode three, right? He was in. I yeah. thought he was in one of the sequels, but I could be very wrong. Uh, that's we'll look it up purely on my memory. We'll look it up and find out. <laughs> All right. So that is 1983, mm-hmm. and again in 1985. But we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so 83, but now we are in 2019. In June 2019, you guys, what's the news? That's some not so fun news. No. Yeah, Jason Mitchell, uh, best known as Eazy-E and Strider Compton, has been um, 
Wait, the actor who played Easy. Yeah. Okay. And we know him from Kong Skull Island. He's been in a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. What was his name again? Jason Mitchell. Okay. He's been dismissed from The Shy, but for sexual harassment. Ugh. Now, but here's here's where it gets dicey. Okay. So <clears throat> there was an issue with him and the main actress who plays his girlfriend on the show. The Shy. Uh, the Shy, season okay. one, where she felt uncomfortable. She goes to HR. To talk to him about his behaviors. Uh, it persists. She threatens to leave the show. Oh wow! Uh, Lena Waithe, who's the show, who's you know brings in a new showrunner, who's the creator of the show, brings in a new showrunner. This uh, this black woman um, named Ayana Floyd. She brings in Ayana Floyd and to like fix the ship. So Ayana comes in. She she says, "I heard from Lena what the issues were, and that we had this actress threatening to leave." So I do a full on such harassment training. Everyone, cast, crew, Everybody. writers. We're gonna talk about this. Yeah. We're all on board. This is what you're allowed to do, this is what you're not allowed yep. to do. So we didn't sing a lot of Fix it. Didn't yeah. sing a lot Mitchell. But Yeah, everybody. His behavior continues. Apparently oh, the no. young actress, her her boyfriend who's also an actor, was having to come to set a few times, uh, just to be there because of his behaviors. Uh that's really hard to pl- like for actors, right? Like you're playing a girlfriend on the show on screen so like how is he i I mean i haven't watched the show to be honest so i don't know if there's intimate moments on it but like i don't oh oh that that's really difficult yeah so actually her name was tiffany boone so tiffany apparently um, leaves the show she did leave but then lena way says she knew nothing about it Uh oh and she found out later but couldn't find out she knew and she says she trusted wrong people so she's doing a whole bunch of pr backtrack but here's the thing here's the other problem the shy had not kicked him off the show that's he, the thing you don't let her leave you they didn't kick him off the show to discipline him he yeah. was doing a netflix movie called desperado and wait, 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 wait. you can't be on two shows at the same time right shalia well he was he was filming it doesn't a netflix movie it like a netflix movie uh, it's, it's just a thing shalia yeah. said before called, not, not not like the desperado but okay. it's called desperado it's about these girls who are trying to go retrieve some something in mexico and he was in it um, Wait, is that is that title not copyrighted? I don't know. Okay, sorry. No idea. But uh, it might be Desperados with an S. Who knows? But um, so apparently he had two incidents in four days <laughs> where he was being wildly inappropriate with these women near their living quarters. Oh, on the other... On, the, on Netflix. Oh, man. So mm. Netflix does like a quick and dirty like investigation and tells, tells the showrunner like... Do what you guys gotta do. Like, if you feel like you need to kick him, like, we're not gonna be mad about it. Even though he was probably he was the biggest name in that movie, they booted him out. He got rid of him. So then, him getting kicked off Netflix led to him getting dropped by his agency. Then led to him getting booted wow. from the shy. And all this happened like rather quickly. Um, but it, then you come to find out all these stories come out that he had issues on the set of Kong Skull Island, where he got in a bar fight and they needed people to like he had like I have like a handler around him to keep him out of trouble. Yeah. Sounds like a mess. But I feel bad for the young actress, Tiffany Boone. I hope that she's okay. I hope that the showrunner's okay. I hope they're able to work. You know, especially in this time of, like, you know, time's up and me too. That, And especially Lena as being someone who's so much heavily involved in this, you would think that she would have... No, sometimes you have blinders. This happened... Yeah, this happened that was oh, what I was get a, you. a year or two ago. Somebody... Was it Lena Dunham? Uh, she's a mess. She is a mess. But she was trying to. De- she was like defending one of her friends, a writer who. Cause it's f- oh yeah, and it, and it was uh, Aurora Perrineau. 
the actress. Sorry, say again. Aurora Perrineau. So her, you know her dad. He was in like The Matrix. He was on Oz. Really? Yeah, the dude, the black dude with the dreads, who was in the wheelchair and Oz. Him. Uh, Harold Perrineau, I think. Oh, you're not talking. You're not okay. You're not talking about Lena Dunham's father. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, okay, so okay. so Aurora Perrineau, she says that one of the writers like sexually assaulted her. Uh, mm. on, the, on the set when she was a young girl on girl set or like a writer from girls and she was on girls I don't know but like Lena comes out and defends him like right. off the rip and then later on like gave some BS apology about right. find out it happened like, like it's, it's easier to be righteous outside of your own circle yeah yeah yeah. she really she tried to backtrack and then saying I shouldn't have blamed the victim and it's too late no ma'am you should not well, no. okay, so yeah, so yeah, Jason so, Mitchell, wow, because he he well, was doing really well. He, he was an up and coming wow, star, man, yeah. a lot of stuff. And, you know, and it, you think about Lena, and this isn't to, to absolve her of anything, but you know, like you said, there might be a familiarity there, there might be friends, and you know, I can lean into you and be like, ah, oh, you know, she's she's exaggerating it. It ain't really like that. I just you know, was doing some flirt. You know how I am. I'm a flirt. You know, like that's not okay. Yeah, just like, don't be. Don't yeah. be a flirt. Guys, don't do it. It worked. Guys, oh, this woman's obviously don't. uncomfortable. They went to HR multiple times, but then it said that he turned his sort of his rage and harassment onto the showrunner when she started like having to talk to him about it. Mm. Yeah, I hope. He, and it, listen, it sounds like he's struggling with whatever. I man, I pray that young brother gets some help. He's a, he's a talent. I don't want to lose him. And I don't want him showing up and you know harming other people in another set. Well, so that's what I'm thinking about. Like, so you have the first issue, right? Like on the set of the shy. Yeah. Well, if if he would have stopped that behavior, then yeah, then you hope then he could have been on the Netflix show and okay. that would have been positive and yeah. not had two more girls have to go through that. Yeah. Like that's one of those things of like bad behavior if you don't put a stop to it and it, i'm not talking about necessarily like discipline like he needs to be fired from the shy necessarily i don't know like in terms of details what's going on but it's just really unfortunate that it, it couldn't have been addressed there so that it doesn't then go to the next piece unless he's okay. doing it intentionally so let's be let's be real here he's probably in his mid-20s by this point right yeah he ah, there's it, this sort of thing is almost always okay <laughs> Even more so. so he's this sort of thing is almost always a, a pattern of behavior. He's probably been behaving some way since he was like 16 or whatever. And so when you're like, oh, you know, should have been, you know, we could have addressed it at this, this or whatever. It, 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 it needed to be addressed probably 10 years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I hope he gets some help. Man. Okay, and how is like? Are they writing him out of the shy, or how does that uh, No one knows yet. They'll probably shoot him up. Wow. <laughs> or he'll probably, I mean, I think they finished season two. I think he probably have to die off screen for season three. Die off screen. Yeah. And then Speak, what happened uh, to Desperado? Is he is he in it? Or what are they? No, they replaced there? him immediately. They replaced him with another actor and just started over yep. with anything he was in. Started mm-hmm. over. Speaking of which, is Jesse Smollett back on Empire? I don't know if anyone who watches Empire, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was just thinking of people who were about to get kicked off their show. Yeah. yeah. That, well, I forgot about that crazy saga. <laughs> How could you? It was like two months ago. So crazy. <laughs> it was insane. It was like, in, it was so <laughs> Every fast. day was something. It was so fast. It was it like happened. Jesse and the, the, the two Nigerian guys and then the Chicago PD. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. Notable events of 2019. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Justice Millette case. 
the hate crime, the MAGA hats, subway sandwich, the <laughs> meatball <laughs> sub. Was it the two Nigerian men with MAGA hats yeah. on, right? Brothers, brothers, <laughs> brothers. right? Golly. Okay. Yeah. These two big dudes that he barely got a scratch. All right. Oy, oy, oy. Speaking of capping, did you see little baby beat that dude up? You see that video? No. <laughs> what? Uh, it's real quick. It's a little baby rapper out of Charlotte. He um, this dude named Cam Colehart. He's like another rapper locally. So he's in the Louis Vuitton store, just where on, fights constantly break out. Just like oh look <laughs> look look a little baby. Look at the baby. The baby over there. And Is this the guy who's not a baby? So, not little baby. His name, his name is Dub Baby. Little Baby's another rapper. So I was about to say. I thought well, I thought Little Baby's from Atlanta, yeah, right? Dub Baby's from Charlotte. Dub Baby. The okay. other guy who's there's like I'm not babies. a baby. I'm not a baby. There's too many babies. Oh, oh no, 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 no. You're talking about Deces and Mero. You're talking about no baby, fucking man. You're talking about PL. This is my little PL. That's that's not PL. But there's also baby from Cash Money. Yeah, there's too many babies. So this is Dub Baby from Charlotte. The baby's a short guy. Short, but like, Hold on, I'm sorry to interrupt. So, have we gone from young to little to, to now baby? Yeah, the baby. <laughs> so, the baby is so the dudes, this other dude who's been taunting the baby on social media for a very long time, saying things like, Oh, you ain't really from Charlotte, and nobody from here really know you like that. You don't be down here with these real, I mean, I got you know, that kind of thing. You're not really from here, no one really knows you. So they run to each other at the Louis Vuitton store. He starts recording himself. Look at the baby. The baby over here, you know, calling him a bitch and stuff. Now he's with he can in earshot, he can hear him. I, I, here's the problem with with his name. It it like if you're looking at me and just saying, Look at the baby, look at the baby over here. You're thinking of an actual baby. Like, no, well, I, I feel like you're calling me a baby, which is insulting. That's and what he's doing. Me up. His yes, name but, is that's, the baby. but that his name. So it's like, Look at Kendon, look at Kendon over here, which is bad enough, but it's called, so he's, I feel like he's kind of put this on himself a little bit but he calls himself the fair baby fair enough so <laughs> on a quick tangent <laughs> two shorts named too short and he raps about almost nothing but sex yes <laughs> okay think two shorts do us his height <laughs> is he short I imagine okay <laughs> Sorry. So, so the footage goes from the guys phone cam colehart this dude to like the baby to having this interaction where he's like go buy your belt because the guys there buy a belt and so the baby's like go buy you can go buy your shit right now it's cool um then it turns into a fight uh-uh. the next clip we see is cam colehart bloodied in the face oh pants down by his knees he got pants and the baby being like yeah stop <laughs> running up on people in public Did he don't get, try me he got fucked by the baby Dude, it's bad. I'm just the video. Please it's, tell me he grabbed the belt and used it on him. Like. That would have been funny. So then, so then the following up is like Cam Colehart doing these videos. Look at me, all these hits you guys got on me. Look at me, I'm still pretty. I'm still, I still got my teeth. My, I'm straight. I still like, got my teeth. Dog. When, when I said he was knocked out, like he barely had his bearings. He's just like a fight. Like he's like barely trying to stand up. Yeah, yeah. So this guy's out here cloud chasing on the internet. It's kind of funny, but yeah, you gotta see the video because it's, it's 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 and in the Louis Vuitton store of all places. That's the thing. Like they're not gonna let you back in. I know. <laughs> I mean, you're still gonna get your Louis Vuitton. Yeah, you got the money, but still, it's it's not Man, a good look. It's not. Yeah, anyway. Where's this video available? Oh, I was in, it's on YouTube. I'll send it to you. YouTube. Okay. All right. Other other news. Uh, that's it for me. Okay. 
Kendon, you got any news? I haven't been as hooked into the news lately. I've gotten busy at work. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That is absolutely fair. All right, then what are you guys up to? Speaking of being busy at work, what are you? Let's start with Kendon. What are you busy doing? So we were discussing earlier, trying to think of the things we've been watching. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? And I was like, have I been watching anything? Do you realize we haven't recorded since, uh, we were, last time we recorded it was before the final season of, or the final episode of Game of Thrones? Yeah, we, uh, our last episode, or yeah, that's right. We acknowledged that we had seen it, but we had not talked about it because we hadn't seen it yet. <laughs> right. It's like some time travel shit. Yeah. Um, my dad loves time travel. Yeah. <laughs> My dad hates travel. Time travel. Anyways, um, yeah. So, do you? I can't. You don't watch Game of Thrones. I do. Oh, you do. I do. I did. So yeah, everybody, no, I totally did. Let's sound off about. And this should we? I think we can spoil it, right? No. I mean, anyone who listens to this is probably yeah, that's true. You can fast forward. <laughs> yeah, you can All right, fast spoilers, forward. Guys. Spoilers, guys. Spoilers ahead. Real brief though. Why don't I'm too deep on Game of Thrones? Okay. Um, I was. I don't know if this is the majority opinion or not. Not that it really matters. I was more or less satisfied with the last episode. Mm. Tim disagrees. I disagree, sir. With the final episode. Final yeah. season or final episode? I'm not oh, saying the final season. Final episode. I, and if this is the way the books end, more or less, because they said that he told them how he intended to, like at the beginning of the series, George R. R. Martin told the showrunners, how, how he intended to end the show. But how they get there is different. How they get there better, mother... <laughs> it better be different, because the last couple of seasons, few seasons have been a mess. But the Kendon end point recently, of this episode... Kendon recently posted that he married an optimist. And I find that, like, maybe I did, too. <laughs> you still think these books are coming out. <laughs> <laughs> they have to, No, no, I think they have to for, for his... Leg- if, so the sort of person who might care about their legacy at this point... Yeah. That these books need to come out. Yeah, I'm just joking. Yeah, no, no, you're right. I'm still, I'm, I'm an optimist of sorts, right? And also, I'm a person, and this is probably why these seasons have really annoyed me, is I'm a person who's more interested in the journey than the destination. Yeah, fair. you know, a friend of the podcast, Angelo, and I talk about this all the time because we're exact opposites. He really cares about where this ends, and I don't care where it ends because there's only so many varieties of the way things end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, right. Um, but the clever thing usually to me is in how did you get there? And that's what I enjoyed about, uh, both the book series and the game and, the the, the show, the television series. So if this was where all of these characters end, there's some, most of the characters where they end is actually pretty interesting. Where Arya ends up, I feel like is true to her character. Where Jon ends up is true to what they decided to do with the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved it. Where, uh, no. <laughs> where we'll get to you. We'll get to you, Tim. Tim's shaking his head. Where Sansa ends up, I'm okay with. Yeah. Where uh, Bran ends up is surprising, but to me, retroactively makes some sense. Well, and uh, a lot of the like theories that were out there, people mm-hmm. were calling it. They're like, there's not, there has not been enough going on with Bran's story. There's more here. Um, so this makes sense of that's where it, where it went. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Rickon's dead. Rob's dead. Spoilers. I know these are spoilers for multiple seasons, so we're oh go, so oh, we're joking yeah. on that. Um, and then uh, where um, Daenerys ends up, yeah, makes sense. So I didn't really have that many problems with, with where things ended. ended. Okay. It was the writing getting there, 
And the and to be honest, the last ep- the previous episode, the the characters whose story arcs ended there were a lot sloppier, made a lot less sense. And you're talking about Jamie and Cersei. Jamie, Cersei, the Cleganes to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Who else d- uh, died in that episode? I think uh, <laughs> the Greyjoy. You're on. There we go. That yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> And I guess we're going right before that, Masande. That ex- like it, it. It was a. It was. It made sense as a motivation for the other characters, but not that that would have happened. Okay. Varies right. as well. Varies made sense to me. Yeah, and that was the episode before. Okay, Tim. So, what did you think about where characters ended up? So I didn't dislike where they ended up. I hated the journey of it. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if Brand should have been up there. I don't know if Brand has an interesting story. Are we talking about the journey for, say, the last three seasons? The, the, where they ended. The, last, the journey last three seasons were fine. No, because I say the early seasons, the early four yeah. seasons or so were great. Yeah, where they ended in the finale, I did not like. I, well, I, I liked it except for Brand. I don't know why Brand Brand doesn't have an interesting story. I don't understand how how. So the first part of the episode I really enjoyed, and I was like, "Man, I could watch a whole season of like evil Daenerys, like reigning, me and like turn into like a tyrant." She's like, I mean, she had the episode before. It was like, "All right, I'm gonna go with fear." Yeah. And we and like, we and we John, never you're get not to see be that. With me, I'm not gonna do the love side. We're she's, just gonna go with fear. She's dead the next scene. Yeah, that we was a little never see it. She's yeah. like dead the next scene. But that's the best time to murder a tyrant. But we never get to that's see that's Julius it. Caesar. We never so, but Tim's dis- so you're disappointed. The point we didn't get to see that. I thought I, I was like, oh, this is really an interesting turn for this character who we've who we've seen since she was like broken and she's her brother's abusing her and she's the Drago situation and she has her she loses her egg, she wants her dragons. We're behind her and Masandi and we feel like she's uniting people in Marine and then she turns into like an evil SOB. It's like breaking bad, but imagine you never got to see uh Heisenberg. You never got to see that that phase of him. Like imagine, I, I, see, it way, see, I it. see it way different than that. I appreciate it way more as as the Dark Knight. Yeah. Like she died before you saw how terrible she could be. I mean, that's a disappointment. Okay. She died the hero minus burning down that city. Oh, she was not the hero at that point. No, she when was. When she got that Hitler speech, she's no longer a hero. No, but she was. To, to all of the people standing there, she, she will, they'll remember because they're going to. Yeah. Totally. A leader. Right. Not a hero. And that's the, from their point of view, I guarantee you, a bunch of them think that she's a hero. No. And also, she oh, came no. up with a dragon to destroy the army of the dead. Yeah. She was a hero to them. We can talk outside but of the we're, show. We're, all, we're, all we're talking about is like the, the people left there, the Unsullied and the Dothraki. They worship her. I don't know if she's a hero. I, I see. Uh, okay. We, we can you know quibble I mean? like, 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 over the terms. Here's but the thing. I my thing is a couple generations later because she didn't get into all of that awful stuff mm-hmm. she's going to be looked at a certain way i think you probably are right i actually think kenan you're right she died they, they soon enough they, before they, she know. went too far down the yeah. end because she, like, she died a hero the, the whole thing was, was i was trying to get to before that quote she the before villain. she became the villain but the other pieces like the um the dothraki and the unsullied like you've got masandi killed right after so like killing yeah. like burning down that um, King's Landing. I think they were obviously they were okay with it. So, um, yeah. So her an, her like, ancient her aunt, next steps were going to be then to like conquer the rest of the yes. kingdoms, and that was going to be 
really ugly. Right. Because people, there were some people who I've heard like complaining about Daenerys, like, oh, is, why'd you make her like do this? And it was some things that are gendered, right? They're, they're like, oh, you're showing what happens when women get power. But I think part of the, what the show has really missed that the books are much better at is going over the history. Yeah. And Aegon the Conqueror, or Aegon, the first Aegon who created that Iron Throne was burning people left and right. He was burning down castles. That's why Hall from seasons ago looks the way it does, like a melted birthday cake. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's looked at, he's revered, he was revered for years, mm-hmm. having done all of this terrible stuff. Mm-hmm. She's only burnt one city, only burnt, but she's only burnt one city, and that's why I think history will be like, there was the evil queen, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, Cersei's going to be getting, is going to get extra vilified, mm-hmm. and Daenerys is going to get like promoted as somebody who who freed the kingdom blah 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 and they're gonna brush aside or somehow cover over the fact that she murdered a bunch of people in the city maybe but i'm just or they're gonna use I'm that just to justify the fact to, that she then yeah. got killed i'm just wanting to see any of that but the my, my real fair. But, but, fair. fair enough yeah. but now what i didn't like that we actually did see was like so john kills her which is like whatever <sighs> but then like did you hear that he cried? Whatever. Kit Harrington, when you're reading the script yeah. and he realized he was going to kill Danny, he cried. Yeah. That's the way oh, it had to happen, though. So yeah. sweet. Yeah, I, but it happened quickly, which I didn't like. And then Drogon, like, oh, man, but yes. burns, burns the throne. But we all guessed that. That was, no, we did, we but like, that was that too deliberate. It was too on the nose. There you go. Yeah, it was I way on, too on the nose. So he picks this. up Danny and flies away. So then there's a time jump, oh, which we never do mid-episode. This is just a time jump. We don't know how long has passed. Tyrion's got a beard. Um, They've done some... Okay, go ahead. Like, mid, like mid-episode? like we, it, it made sense. It needed to happen. It didn't have to happen. Because what, what's more important is, like, what happened to John after that? He just turned himself to the Unsullied? It looks like it. And then they're like, these people who followed Daenerys across the seas, who do anything for her, are just like took him captive and, mm-hmm. and then his fate is in front of a council of people they're not loyal to well the other yes. none of that like, made wait, sense if it you did. kill the ruler aren't you the new ruler none of that made sense so that, a, a, been, yes. that was where i was just like um no i'm b now. he is now officially of royal blood who's but no one talks about that i, I murdered make, my so first aunt, of all the time jump i i, I doubt was more than two weeks but it, and, i thought it was like the next day it's not yeah about, yeah it was they've been arguing a bit no tempers no. have no 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 tempers have cooled a bit you got sansa down from the north yeah you call it's been some but time but i agree there's some time but and i wish i had seen what but, happened next but it's, always, it's almost like the epilogue like you have i'm not gonna epilogue. argue i'm not gonna I argue with with that. That. i think a small time jump was required to come to this conclusion it absolutely felt like an epilogue but yeah what yeah. i like about game of thrones is the stuff that happens in between those conversations yeah how are we deciding there's a council here that's going to settle the fate of Tyrion. Yeah, who's, who's coming, coming up with that decision? Yeah, Why is that thing someone wants to do? Place? Do you know what? I, uh, I I totally feel you. I 100% agree with you and I don't want to hear those conversations because the writing has slid so <laughs> much yeah. that they're not going to be good. Well, they're not going to be good conversations. Well, here's the thing. It, it, they might be great in the book. Yeah, even even the Tyrion thing wasn't wasn't dumb. He gives, he gives a stupid speech. Oh, and why yeah. are we... Th- Listen, I have no idea to think <laughs> that they would keep Jon Snow alive. Why? I, I I could give you a thousand. I was reasons. mad that why, they, he wasn't just why, why because they he's uh, like I said he's now officially of royal of royal blood. Who knows that? As good a, a bunch of people do. Who? Bran does. Tyrion Brand, does. Sansa. Sansa does. Everybody Arya. on that council because yes. they would have immediately told okay. uh, uh Ed or 
Is it Enmir? Well, and don't forget, Varys sent it out. So yeah. it was already out there. This is what well-known but, knowledge. Well, yes. I know that. Which is also why but we're talking Drogon about, didn't, didn't burn him. But we're talking about the Unsullied, and we're talking about right. the Dark So I'm, I'm telling you why. So we have to start by saying, the people who are now have the power in the kingdom all know. And they also, this is their they, tradition. How would they know? Varys we just told you. Out. We just told you. To who? So Varys was sending out his little birds. So I assume like the other leaders of the other kingdoms. Right. And then you've also got Sansa, Arya, Bran, Tyrion. Okay, I know those also, people know. I'm, I'm yeah, talking but they're about, saying it out loud I'm talking now. about the unsullied. The, right, right. right. At, so, at the sorry, moment, so, so you're, kills, you're getting ahead of what I'm trying to tell you. But, you're getting ahead of what wait, I'm trying to tell but, you. But, but at the moment he kills Daenerys. It doesn't matter then. He's he's killed the ruler. He's I'm the saying ruler. at the moment he killed be. Daenerys. Who do they know that he's whatever? I doubt he turned. Yes, the, most of the people on that council do, and I doubt he would have. Enough about the council. Wait, did he turn I'm, himself into the Unsullied? We, we don't know. Uh, we don't know. Okay, then I doubt he did because that's a dumb. The, he's dumb, the, but he's not. Then how did they dumb. catch him? I think he did. I think he I mean, stayed there. How did they there catch him? So, so let, yeah. which is my point. So let I me get, let me get as far. Okay, so given that somehow they didn't execute him on the spot, I can buy that. Mm. I can buy that. It's not hard for me to, to buy. Because Grey Worm was about to square up with him in the street like an hour before that. Yeah, but Daenerys was still alive. Now they says, oh, now you've killed her? She's gone. I now, can murder you. No, no, no. no. Because think about charge. it. But why is he in charge? Because that's how it goes. You kill the king. But there, he's also he's wasn't. Queen, he also charge. was why not. Did Robert Baratheon become in charge? He was. He, and you think these Unsullied and Dothraki are? They're, yes. They're, they're look loyal at, look to at how they thing? used to kill they're their cows. They're loyal to Daenerys. No, but nah, can, 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 I need to, I need to get to where I'm going yeah, with this. Sorry, it might be a long walk. But so these people all know about that. So that's first of all means something to the Westerosis. Second of all, at least half of the forces down there are Westerosi. Okay, these now now you're talking about the Dothraki and the um, Unsullied. Unsullied, they're in unfamiliar terrain, and they've the the Unsullied in particular were not trained for independent thinking. Okay. So it actually almost reminds me a little bit of of uh, they talk about District Nine. Why are they so? Why aren't they able to to organize in a certain way? Because yeah. they think they cut off basically the the leadership cast. Mm-hmm. So they just they're going to be a slightly how do you say askew at least rudderless mm-hmm. so okay. so they're not at their best okay so this is why Jon Snow is still alive because they they are going to need they're smart enough to know they're going to have to negotiate a solution they can't get back across the ocean without working out a deal they're in hostile territory if they choose to make it hostile territory there's no one else they don't have any they don't have an army yeah the north has an army in the north no, no they, all they came, came those fight. north came Castor the northmen came down there was, there was more of them than there was of, of yeah but that's another battle right so th- yes it could have happened that way where it turned into another battle but you're saying that they didn't do i that. think gray was smart enough to be cool-headed knowing that he was outnumbered gray worm's also not an executioner like that like like mm. he, he doesn't just like do it without having had a conversation about it with whomever is in charge. He's, he's not right because he was that. raised as a warrior slave to yeah. take orders. Now he's evolved a bit past that, but he just lost his god queen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the fact that he didn't immediately go and execute because you're right, we probably could have used the scene with the fallout of of what happened when he stabbed the queen. I really hope they explain that in the book. Well, they will. 
They have to. Well, because uh, but I think because they're so detailed in these books. And then they give this like the end. So that's dumb. Then they give this dumb like brand brand the broken. He has the most interesting story. He doesn't. He does. Not the most interesting story. Okay. Okay. So this is the thing. He's just a guy in a chair with a weighted blanket. Fair enough. Like we've been watched a woman come out of the fire with dragons. We witnessed this. But think of the story you're telling to a specific kingdom that this person has supernatural powers, is able to see, and all this other stuff. Imagine if that person showed up here. It's not interest. It's not the most interesting story. It's a very interesting story. Yes. It's not the most interesting Because story. the most interesting story is the person who created dragons, or who birthed some dragons and then died. Yeah. I don't know that anybody else's story is more interesting than Bran's story. It's not interesting. He's a boy to wear a blanket. He, does, he let why, people die. Why do we care about his story being interesting? Because you so that was story Tyrion's. making is oh, no, one no, of the no thing. no Tyrion was saying he can tell the most yeah. interesting story because he hit ev- all of our story is his yeah. story yeah so he has the most interesting story because he's got it all so he's got yeah. Daenerys he's got all of us he knows them yeah but he experiences them he he doesn't just so that's know why them. he's the I mean like yeah if you just follow like Bran's life. Yeah. That's one thing, but like Tyrion's which was talking pretty, about, it was pretty damn interesting. Sure, yeah. but Tyrion's talking about he's the storyteller. He knows he knows everything that happened before, and he knows like for all of us here. Yeah, you, you can make you can make the legend. That's not what Tyrion says. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. No, no. When you watch it, watch it again. He's that's like, not what got, he says. Yeah, he talks about. That's, yeah, that's not what I he think says. That's what he says. No, that's what I got from. He it. starts talking about like what's Tyrion, what Bran has been through, and. He's more interesting okay. than all of us. And him, Real him, quick, him not being able to have kids, and that's the wheel that's supposed to be broken. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. is a whole problem. Yes. This is why I was like, it's an enormous problem. It's like hyphenating your kids' names For so you sure. don't have to think about it. Was, yeah, it was the that, that, that's, that's why I didn't like <laughs> That was the whole problem with Daenerys yeah. to begin with. Yeah. That's why I didn't like about the last episode. Okay. Other than that, it was fine. But I may be com- we might be conflating because there was a certain point where they were like, why is it so important for the Night King to kill Bran? And they go deeply into. You, what is death? He is human it's losing all of. It's losing your memories. It's losing your stories, mm-hmm. and he is, he's the one who has humanity's story. Mm-hmm. So he's so the one they, who should be making decisions for so, humanity. Yeah, I might be combining those two things, but I think Tyrion makes a good case about the same thing. Yeah, he knows the history of the country. Yeah, it all felt rushed. I think doing it six episodes was a waste. I think had they flushed it out ten more, it probably would have been better to sort of flush out some of this more stuff. Like give us. We needed less spectacle. Yeah. That's the thing. They they chose spectacle over storytelling. All right. Is it my turn? Yes. To say what I think about the last one? Okay. So with that, I was really impressed. If they were only going to do one more season, I am impressed with how they did those six episodes. And if they were only going to do one season and it was only going to be six episodes... It, it they fit a lot of content into just six episodes of everything that happened. So I really liked that. I thought that it was interesting... It was a little bit of poetic justice that, yes, okay, so Bran's going to be in charge now. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go think about where the dragon's at. And, like, he's just, like, a thinker, right? Mm -hmm. And then all these other guys are now in charge of having to run the kingdom. And, like, it just seems like they're getting their comeuppance because we know that's not fun. And poor Tyrion is stuck as hand of the king. I thought that was kind of great to be like, yep, this is where you're going to have to be. So in terms of, like, tying up loose ends, I really appreciated all of that. Yep, well, it's over. So that's what I was watching. <laughs> yep. Okay, Tim, what have you been watching? What are you watching? Uh, my boo, Logan Browning. She was in uh, The Perfection on Netflix. Crazy movie. Crazy yeah. ending. Enjoyed it, though. Her yeah. and Allison Williams. 
Uh, it was fun. It's a fun watch. And then I just watched Always, Always Be My Maybe. Yeah. Which is in your wheelhouse for sure. Ali Wong, Randall Park, little rom-com with two Asian leads. There's a Keanu Reeves cameo that what? is hilarious. I like, like it. It's in the trailer for the movie at the end. But he's like, he's got, he's in it like a bit. Like he's got like a, a solid like 15 minute run that's like high comedy. When you say comi- cameo, when you cameo. say cameo, yeah. you mean like he's himself in he it? Plays he plays Keanu himself. Oh my God, I love yeah. it. It's great. It's great. So yeah, it's really fun. It's a fun movie. It came out yesterday. It's, yeah, it was out yesterday. I watched it last nice. night. I, we good. were trying to watch it, but we were doing our homework. It's fun. Today. And listen, as someone who's may not love rom-coms, it's, it's worth a watch. Yay. I kind of like Crazy Rich Asians. You're not going to, you're not going to be bored by it. It's really kind of funny. And how was Ali Wong's acting? She's great. Was she this great. theatrical? Yeah, it's on Netflix. So that's not theatrical. Oh, yeah. I mean the release. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as far as cameos, it's not even really. It's not. It wasn't a cameo per se. But I, I loved. Uh, you remember the "Don't Trust the Bee" in Apartment Twenty Three? Mm-hmm. Remember that? And uh, was it James Vanderbeek? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who was in it playing James Vanderbeek? Was he playing himself? He was playing himself. <laughs> I love it. I really liked that show. I was sad it didn't go a little longer yeah um yeah i want to watch that always be my maybe uh so what i've been up to i've been up to a little bit not a whole lot but i did finish barry i'm up to date and saw the finale for is it season two i think it was really fun i really liked it kenan did you watch it no we were gonna try to finish uh what do you call it first v deep yeah so we're i'm i think i'm like on the second to last season now really close but veep is done forever that's the thing about veep versus game of thrones so veep is done forever which is and that's fair like it's gone it's had its life and i'm watching it although i'm not sure i like the show to be honest <laughs> recently i was like i don't it's know kind of like curb your enthusiasm I'm yeah i'm like these are deplorable people yeah like all of them <laughs> all of them i'm just like yeah. wait do they redeem this what no and if they redeemed themselves that would be a tragedy or yeah. not a tra- so a, tra- not- a, a tra- uh, betraying the actual show yeah that's not what the show's about so then i'm like wait but well, why am i watching it then because it's entertaining uh, it yeah. is but not in a good way so anyway so and that's actually right it's my dark side that enjoys veep and game of thrones which is gonna go that's gonna be good for us when we finally get into talking when we return to return of the jedi oh uh, yeah mm-hmm. but um the, the thing about Game of Thrones One Piece is I made a big deal about this season. Like, okay, this is it. This is the end. I've read all these books, watched all these seasons, done so much time talking about, thinking about it. This is the end. Got to enjoy every episode. Got to watch it every night or every night that it comes out. And then I find out that there's a whole bunch of spinoffs coming for game of thrones yeah of course i had no idea so then i'm like well then this is not that big of a deal at all they're prequels it's just basically star wars like we're gonna yeah so it's here's and then now we're gonna do a whole bunch of stuff and it's like game of thrones is around like star wars is around i had no reason to be sad about it turns out Mm, well yes no you should be sad about it because they're probably not gonna be very good they're probably not gonna be very good but like that little they might be maybe they'll do like duncan egg and all of them they specifically said that's not one of the ones they're gonna do which is a bummer because they did the best when they had written material to work from. Mm-hmm. Fair. And Duncan they were, Egg. When they're adapting something. Yeah. Well, anyway. Well, so for anybody who doesn't know, Duncan Egg was is a series of short stories that take place like uh, less than 100 years before. And it's about one of the Kingsguard 
named Duncan the Tall, and then one of the uh, princes named Aegon the Fifth. So they call him Egg. Yeah. It's fun. Those are fun books. I recommend them for anybody who's a Game of Thrones fan and missing their uh, Westeros uh, fix. Anyway, but that was one thing. I was like, oh, so it turns out that Veep being done was a little bit more impactful than Game of Thrones being done because Game of Thrones isn't done. Like, they're, that world is still around. Uh, maybe. maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see who, we'll see how But, like, it's like out. Adventures of Arya, Adventures of nope. So and So. Listen, no. I'm not doing any of that. Mm hmm. Sure. I'm not, I won't believe it until... Well, they said it. They're right. We're not doing that. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they I might become de- desperate, but that, yeah. that I don't think they could make that an interesting show. No. not Especially if you're doing out of desperation. Actually, you could make it a great interesting show, but it's it, it's so different from the like what brought people together. I don't think that they're going to be able to ever ca- yeah. catch that in the bottle. Unless they do what I tell them to and do. And you're asking Macy Williams. Which is either like- Robert's Rebellion... Or uh, the Dance of the Dragons, which was the last time that the Targaryens like went at it at each other with multiple dragons. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's a big budget for something. Well, it doesn't no, no, it doesn't have to be because that that's just like the highlight of it. But it was a bunch of politics about a princess that was supposed to become a queen and a, then a prince that was like. So there's all of the politics sort of stuff that you like, and then a few battles involving multiple dragons. Right. So don't yeah, the battles aren't everything. They could just be one or two episodes but far, over like three years. Exactly. As far as the the polit the cutthroat politics that people really enjoyed, those are two periods of time where you could get that stuff. Yeah, I think this is a much browner cast for this reboot or this prequel they're doing. What? Where's the prequel taking place? I don't know. It's more brown. No, the prequel's taking place in the north. It's like more brown people in the Calda cast. Huh. I, I mean, they maybe yeah, find a way to do it. All I know is there's more brown people in the cast. I don't know where they're coming from. I don't know who they are. I'm not into. I hope it's not a horde of, 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 of savage bad guys. I don't know. I don't all know. I know is oh wait, brown people. This takes place when the children of the forest were still around, oh. and they're kind of a little nut brown looking people. There's, all I know is there's more brown people. That's that's, it, that's, that's the way that, that it might make sense. That makes sense. It does. I don't know. Anyway, so my point is that they're spinoffs. So don't be too sad because we're not done. Um. Okay. The other thing that I've been doing, and Kenan, you, thanks to Kenan, is a new Netflix show miniseries, uh, Britain, British, called Chernobyl. So and that not, is, that's a HBO show. HBO, HBO show, sorry, HBO, give you your dues. Um, Chernobyl is an HBO show, and it is four episodes. Uh, six, maybe? Was six it four for episodes. Sure? I don't know, it's some episodes. And, um, it, it, we're not going to talk too much about it because it's actually something that happened in the 80s. So we're adding that to our list of topics for the podcast. Talk about Chernobyl based on watching this new miniseries. And maybe we'll include some other information from the event itself if we do our homework. I think time. that's an excellent idea. Yeah. So that's what I've been up to. Right after Short Circuit. <laughs> and Total Recall. <laughs> um, and Welcoming in Summer. Okay. So... Any other, anything else we've been up to? We're ready nope. to get into it? Are we ready? Yeah. All right. The next chapter in the Star Wars saga, Return of the Jedi. Chewie. <laughs> Episode six, six, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> sorry, I thought I had it. <laughs> no. No, it's not either. <laughs> you can keep trying, but it's not. Okay. All right, Kevin, you want to? Your mouth is too wide. <laughs> I think you're. Have you seen how wide that mouth is? Okay. <clears throat> Anyways. 
do you do, sorry do you think that when that when chewbacca's mouth opens that's the sound that's actually coming out at that time from the actor of course it's not yeah so return of the jedi 1983 so yeah okay that's what i want to start with so 1983 release this plot takes place a year after empire ends yeah. but when i was reading i was doing my back my background uh research via wikipedia it says that it was re-released in 1985 so may a 3d 3d release probably yeah, it was. It didn't say 3D, what? but it just said like a, another theatrical release in 1985. I'm like, that seems kind of soon to have a re-release. Well, if they put them all back out together as like a package. But it didn't say the other two were. It just said Return of the Jedi was re-released. They might have put them all. But you weren't on the Empire Strikes Back wiki I went, page. I then went to Empire Strikes Back and A New Hope, and neither of them said re-released in 1985 because they were all Wait. re-released in 1997, yeah. which is that. when I was introduced to them. But anyway, I thought that was weird that. 1985 was the re-release right right is that weird no no why, why do you find it so it's weird not we- because like why would you you have a trilogy and then you re-release the People, last movies get re-released for a, a myriad of reasons yeah yes. what like what's one that's happened that i well would, now what, they have no. anniversary days they can do well and i was saying they like around oscar season first of all a lot of movies will get re-released yep. that from earlier in the year. Right. Yep. That makes sense. But like why would so what's one that's been released after like re-released after a couple years? Um Gone with the Wind, I think, got re-released multiple times. Yeah, yeah, that is true. And that's a standalone. Like this is the thing. This is the third in a trilogy. For whatever it could have been like a three D release. Well, but what we what we don't know specifically say it, but it could have been a three D re release. Also, I mean, so that's two years later. How do we? I mean, I could look. I bet you the first Star Wars was released multiple times before nineteen eighty five, and the movie landscape was way different than it is now. Yeah, a monster movie like those, like if if there's doldrums or whatever, that'll get people back in the theater. And even home video wasn't what it was in eighty five. Yeah. Okay. So, but we don't have any current examples of something like that. I mean, they do it routinely with Oscar it, season. Cinerama does it all the time with their end of summer movie reel. Um, but I think but she's she's asking different. about a, like a nationwide re- yeah, re-release, right? Like, okay, we feel like playing this movie, but like a re-release is like the movie then getting put out there wider than just like a couple theaters, it seemed like. It just seemed weird. And then also that the others weren't re-released too. And maybe they were and it just doesn't say that because I looked and and because i thought oh yeah maybe well, it's not always accurate it could be wrong too it could be that no. too um but yeah it seemed weird to me anyway okay so 1983 right. directed, directed by, by richard marquand by the way because this is i don't want this to sound random right now i'm looking to see if i can find that information while he describes this thank you um richard marquand who also did um uh, directed jacket edge one of my favorite horror films from 1985 isn't that a singing group? Yes, but also a horror film from 1985. Okay. <laughs> uh, of course, as always, the Star Wars cast has Mark Hamill. Uh, 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 starring Peter Mayhew. That's starring Peter Mayhew, Chewbacca, Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Billy Dee Williams, Anthony Daniels, the C-3PO, um, Sebastian Shaw, Frank Oz, of course, is Yoda. And James Earl Jones as the voice of Darth Vader and Kenny Butler, Kenny Baker as R2D2. Did you say Billy D. Williams? Yes. I'm so, just... same cast, most, you know, and they've got some new people in there. Um, Job of the Hut pops up. Now, wasn't he in A New Hope? 
like mm. or meant, like references to Jabba. References Refer- definitely in the re no the references in in uh, Star Wars, nineteen seventy seven Star Wars and Empire too. They mentioned him. Oh yeah, they definitely do. Okay, yeah. But the the thing is, is that in the re releases, at some point they decided to add Jabba the Hutt in to the first movie. Oh, okay. So that's something that we should talk about probably right now is yes. that there, so we, we've talked about re-release of this movie in 1985, then all three were re-released in 1997. And then there's been more tinkering since it seems like. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we were doing when Ken and I were watching was which version are we watching? Because it turns out at this point in time, there's so many versions and they are different mm-hmm. that it matters. So, Tim, f- preparing for this podcast, okay. which Real- version did you watch? Uh, I don't know. How did you watch it? Uh, streaming somewhere. Okay. Okay. So we watched the theatrical version. We're going to say this I real think quick. I the theatrical version, too. Okay. Star Wars. 1977 Star Wars was re-released theatrically in 1978, 79, 81, and 82. Perfect. So it was just a thing they did. And I think it also might have also helped ramp up excitement for the sequels. Yes. Yeah. Well, like, 83 then is the and this it, third one. Its original theatrical run was for, I think, almost a year. Like 11 months or something. Yeah, it ran for a long time. Right, because your mom used to have everybody take her to that for dating. Yeah. <laughs> she made like she made anybody who wanted to date her take her to Star Wars. Smart. They're like, oh, what do you want to do? Oh, let's go watch Star Wars. Okay, right. so that so it was just a thing of the times. Like so so did, were there any digital extra scenes sort of stuff? No. In your version? No. So and no Jabba the Hutt. Oh, wait, wait a second. Who no, plays Jabba. the ghost? At Jabba's palace, what was the singing routine? The what? The the singing routine. Oh, I don't remember. I so it wasn't they, animated. It didn't have the woman going. Ah! No, 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 it was no, just no. the old grimy. Yeah. At okay, the very okay. end, who was Anakin's ghost? What at the end? They changed Anakin's they changed ghost it. to Hayden Christensen that at was some after point. The prequel. After yeah. the prequel. No, it was that. So it was an, another old man. Yeah. Okay, you you watched a pretty good version. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't young. Because we started watching. Because years ago I bought it, I bought this on blue or on uh, DVD because they said this is the only time they were going to release. It, it was some special edition DVDs. Wait, wait, hold on. Sort of. They said this is the only way where we're going to allow you to buy the original theatrical editions. Now, so each DVD case, <laughs> each movie has a bonus discs one. They just they call it bonus discs. They're really trying to play this down, in my opinion. And it says what's on here. I don't know, like uh, behind the scenes, blah blah blah. Original theatrical release from 1977, or whatever, or 1983. So we got almost to the part where they have the the singing uh, uh, number at Jama's Palace, right? Mm-hmm. Which, in most of the versions that have been released, involves this computer-animated alien like dancing around and singing, and it's all like upbeat and stuff. Um, and right before we got there, I was like, I wonder what version we're watching. Because I know that I have access to that original theatrical release. And so I go in and I found on the disc that it, we were watching the wrong one. So we got eight minutes in. Before, I, but I saved us from one of the worst scenes in yes, Star Wars. Kenan's like, this is gonna ruin my night. <laughs> like so let me check it now. Now I don't know. It, it says episode six. 
Yeah, it's episode six. It, was, it is. It was not um, advertised as episode six. It was no, advertised as, as Star Wars. Star Wars, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, but it's but been episode the, six from forever. Yeah. So in 1983, the crawl said episode six. I think so. Yeah. Okay. My crawl said My crawl did. But, because I don't think that the crawl in 1977 for the first Star Wars movie said episode four. Probably not. I don't even think it said A New Hope. Probably not. I mean, that was the introduction, so it would have been weird to do that. Um... One of the things I do appreciate about Star Wars is the crawls before every movie, and the and the and the music, and the and how they open. Star Wars is really good at how they open their films, and I really appreciated the way this film opened. I agree. They're it's really, really nice. good at. It. I Here's partially what's agree. Going on. Okay, go ahead. Like yeah. yeah. Here's what's going on. Then they in the cut world. to like. Where are we? And then we just get straight action. into it. You're yeah. right to it. Yep, we don't have to. Have I was watching. Like, oh, that was weird when so and so. I was watching Force Awakens, and like they cut down to Jakku, and it's 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 you know Poe Dameron meeting up, and then the First Order shows up. Like all that happens at the first five minutes. I like. So that. I mostly agree with you, yeah. and in fact, I note I noted it as we were watching. I took notes, and I was like, "This these three paragraphs are concise and to the point. To the point. Now, when you say Star Wars, if we're including all the movies, if I go and watch." Any of the prequel crawls, no. those are 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 not simple to the point. Like I was, I was like, this is almost elegant. They're like, okay, this is what happened. They're trying to save their friend. Yeah. Um, the Empire is, is still searching for them, and they have a new dreaded uh, super weapon, another Death Star. Yeah. I mean, they, they, like, there's nothing about trade negotiations. No council uh, meetings. Council meetings. It's very none much of that. Like a theatric or a play, right? Like, well, that's you might part have of where it comes scene, from. I think, right, yeah. like a setup. Here's here's where we are, and it's not. Yeah, no one wants to sit and have a narrator do a whole monologue about so what's kind, happening. <clears throat> so that's kind of the plot of this movie, right? It picks up some time after Empire. Where, one year. One year. So we've got they're trying to get Han Solo, who's with Jabba the Hutt. He's art. <laughs> he's art on the wall. He's in. He's in. What has, what, what's a guy with no arms and no legs hanging on the wall? Art. Art. Mm-hmm. Or Han Solo. No. They've got. Uh, There's a new super weapon. There's a new Death Star. That's but terrifying. The thief of Shalia. What's a guy with no <laughs> arms and no legs? That's a no terrible. Legs? That's a terrifying image. Yeah. Bill. It's a guy with no arms and no legs in the swimming pool. Bob. Mm-hmm. We've done this before. Uh, now I'm thinking of the end of uh, the Princess Bride. Yeah, to the pain where he like cuts off everything and he's like, "I'm gonna cut off everything and remove your eyes and do it all." That's a terrifying existence. What's the guy with no arms, no legs? In front Stop. Of the door. Okay. So, so that's, <laughs> that's, where, that's where we're at. That's kind of the plot, right? They're trying to get back. <laughs> they've got to. They've got to stop the Death Star. And so yeah, so this is like a new super weapon, but it's so, the same it's super it's weapon. It's the same super weapon, but it's, the, the it's, Star, a, yeah. it's a newer Death Star. There's but, another one, and this reminds me of the movie Contact. Also, yeah, we had like another machine, but the the Back the, the is one of my favorite uh, quotes. They like it's the government. Why why build one when you can buy you can build two for twice the price? <laughs> this sounds like exactly what you would do. Yeah, yeah. Like that never bothered me. That, that if they if they built three or four of these things yeah. to patrol all of the different systems, that never bothered me. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So that's where we're at. So that's, that's where, the movie. That's where we're at. So, um, and where uh, Jabba the Hutt is holding Han Solo is on Tatooine, which Tatooine. is Luke's home planet. Yeah. Yes. So, all right. What do you guys want to talk about this movie? How do you want to How do you want to break it up? So there's the overall. So we did the very brief plot, which that's is perfect, plot. That's, right? That's the they, plot. they just set it up. We're good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's obviously a lot more to it in terms of how the story actually goes. There's 
Luke's journey in terms of learning about his family mm-hmm. um, and really figuring out what part of the force he's going to be be using. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the action and the plan and how that's going to play out. Mm-hmm. There's the lovable characters introduction of the Ewoks. Lovable? There's the... We'll get there. <laughs> there's not, a lot... Not there, sure that's accurate. There's um, some... Some droid rights issues that are creeping up. Mm-hmm. Um, droids have rights too, and there's that. There's them sort of, sort of reconning Luke and Leia at the end, <laughs> but they didn't kiss. You know what? They did. They did kiss. They did. You know kiss. what? But that doesn't even bother me. Like if they kissed again, then that would bother me. Yeah. I, I, that's yeah, not that big of an them. inconsistency. They didn't know. Yeah. Even though he does say, "I kind of always knew." Yeah, which is just a line that shouldn't be there. But before you, know you what, kn- before you know, if it happens, it's like, oh, that's super awkward, just like Game of Thrones. And now I'm gonna stop doing that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, and like, he, like I kind of knew, but didn't really know. Like you're 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 attracted to this person, or you love this person so much, and you don't. Quite There's know a connection. Why. Yeah, so it's like maybe it's romantic because that's of course what it is, and then being like, oh, turns out no, that's not what it was. Yeah. Makes sense, and this makes sense why we didn't ever make out again. Because they did, and then they didn't do it again, right? They only kissed once. And it wasn't even, like, really making out, if I remember right. Was that in New Hope? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was just making a point to Han. Yeah. yeah! That's right. It wasn't even, like... It just feels like, to me, in within nerd culture, the fact that he kissed his sister in the previous movie, it, it, there's been too much thought put into it. Yes. <laughs> Fair. They did not bone... They didn't, you didn't get the second base or any of that. So, <laughs> well, let's, how about, let's start with how, like, let's start with just the story. Let's, let's follow the movie and then see where the conversation takes us. Okay. Um, so, opening scene after the opening crawl is a Star Destroyer. Do you know, Kendon, that every time I see that, I think of Legos? Why? Because there's a Lego Star Destroyer sitting behind you? I think maybe that's why. Because <laughs> I spent so much time putting that thing together. Yeah. And then also all of those fighters, too. When I met you, you had, like, these blue um, TIE, fighters. TIE fighters. Yep. And so, anyway, when I see Star Wars, I think Legos. At least the ships. Lego is very happy about that. Yeah, they should be. There's been a lot, of, a lot of bucks going into there. The other thing that I think of is Spaceballs, because I definitely watched Spaceballs before I watched all of this. Um, and there's just so much. When are we going to do Spaceballs, guys? And Whatever. that's what it kept being, like Pizza the Hut because of Java. Well, so we we won a trivia contest at Angelo's 30th birthday. Yeah. Um, and we, we won a copy of that movie, so we will be doing it soon. Mm-hmm. I'll invite him to do that episode with us. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah, we need to do it because it's so funny. It's yeah. so funny, and now we're we're finishing off the trilogy, sort of. So, it did Men in Tights come out in the eighties? I don't think 90s, so because early 90s. Uh, yeah, it's probably ninety two or something. Because Prince, Prince of Thieves is Thie- not eighties yeah. either. Maybe it's ninety. Okay. So spans there. Then there, we waste twenty minutes at Jabba's place. Just that was goofing ridiculous. around. Goofing around. Like, why? Why do I we feel, need we to We spent a lot of time thing? in Jabba's place. Like, so you guys are going to later be like, oh, the Ewoks, they're unnecessary. This is ridiculous. And I'm going to say that, no, that is way more relevant and worth time than 20 minutes hanging out with Jabba. That was yeah. gross. 
So the whole a quick, thing was it's because he, you find him disgusting. I find him yes. disgusting. I found it like very offensive, just the way slave everybody's. Leia. Yes, but even before that, like the the other slave girls and like eating people and like gross, just it, yeah, the whole thing. But Why? I feel Why? like that's they kind of the point. They couldn't come up with a better plan. They couldn't come up with a better plan. No, the plan is dumb, but yeah. but <laughs> I appreciate this. So. There was a period of time in my life, probably late elementary through middle school, where I was watching these movies multiple times a week. Okay. Okay. It got to the point where I started to skip certain things. I watched the 1977 movie less often because the the other two just seemed like an upgrade, you know? Um, And I started skipping scenes, Mm -hmm. particularly this movie. I don't think I skipped any scenes from Empire, but I started to skip... The, at some point, the entire begin that entire Tatooine section, and, and every se- every section of Ewoks, mm-hmm. or no, not even not Ewoks. Everything on Endor got boring to me. Mm-hmm. So that's how this is both simultaneously one of my favorite Star Wars movies because if I suck all of that out, all of the Empire stuff and all the it's Vader great. and the Emperor and the space battle stuff too is great. And you still get all of your Lando, because Lando's in space. And Lando's, yeah, we got Lando in space. Now, I appreciate visually what they, all of that gross, like, disturbing stuff that you're talking about is something I actually appreciate from that part of the, of the, of the show, or from, of the movie. Like, it all makes sense. He's a vile, they literally use the term, the vile gangster job of the hut in the crawl. That place is gross. It's full of a bunch of people who you don't like. It's smoky, right? Like, like there's a haze in the air. The the little jazz band off to the side is like scuzzy, and all of that. Like, I think it's really effective. Mm-hmm. You you could have done without the visuals. Well, what you're saying. It, it was I or maybe not done, so long. Yeah, I was to say, or you could have done it in five minutes. Like it was a long time. It was a very convoluted plan. We're gonna put Chewbacca down here and then Leia's gonna get caught and then but first C-3PO and R2-D2 is gonna go in there and like it's just it was a lot but for, leads to a really cool for, well and R2-D2 has to get assigned to the barge right yeah. right it has to be right there <laughs> the not the barge. Gonna happen. yeah, yeah. Well, and <laughs> not then, the barge yeah. doesn't work and then even so it's a fight like it's not even like a oh haha we got you in a trap and then it's done you gotta like, fight your way no, out of it yeah they had to fight their way out of it like how was that? I, it just yeah. But that's a really cool <laughs> scene though when R two D two like shoots the lightsaber out off the barge and he flips and catches it and it's, it's one of the like the epic poses in yeah. movies. Like he he has it for like this split second and then he activates it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's okay, all great. And that's cool. So now my question though is like, okay, fine. So all of that stuff shows how vile Jabba the Hutt is. Jabba the Hutt's dead. In that scene, just choked like, out. why did any of that need? Like, it was all frivolous. Like, I don't, I don't think it was, it was all frivolous. I, I think it was like, a it lot two, of it was. Do it in two minutes. Jump to an action scene of Luke getting them out. Like, it wasn't needed. I why did it? Why did we need that. to see how vile it was? Why? Why wouldn't we? No, I'm asking why did we? Why was it's it? Called, I feel like it's adding texture to the universe. This is so. One of my earlier notes or earliest notes here is. And I mentioned it to you. I was like, every single thing in this frame has a detailed wiki page that would probably take you a half an hour to read. Every single thing. And that's 
because the, it looks it, there's so much texture and like additional world building that you can do outside of it. That's why people glom onto these movies and did to the the original ones. It's necessary to create a world that you believe in, like The Mandalorian, right? And okay, we can get to to to, to um, Boba Fett. But Shalia, you were very, you had a lot of insight, especially in the Return of the Jedi. Boba Fett doesn't do much. He has no. barely anything to say. Oh yeah, he, he dies really, uh, what do you call anticlimactically? Because he's not important. He is not important in this movie, yeah. but he became important to in people's imaginations. There's games where you're playing as him. He's as as him. Um, the Mandalorian, so he comes from a, a race of people called the Mandalorians. So basically, this is a Boba Fett TV show that they're creating. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. if th- it's not specifically the Boba Fett character. So that's what this, it, it enriches the world, mm-hmm. is, why, is why it needs to be there. Now, a lot of your points, I agree. Like, there's a bunch of it, it's a convoluted plan that starts to remind me, I think this is a lot of what the... The prequel started to get into overly convoluted and stupid right. and stuff like that. I, I realized it started in this movie. Yeah. Yes. And it's yes, also stuff point. that, as a kid, or as a you know, a, a, an older kid, I started to skip before knowing that the prequels were going to do all of this nonsense. Yeah. And that's my point. Is like it, the prequels didn't weren't the beginning of this. No. But I did enjoy the Starlight Pit a lot. Yeah. Especially without the extra CG. Yeah. I don't really the remember leg, the last the time. Now, um, did you guys remember that I was doing puzzles recently? And mm-hmm. so one of the puzzles was Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And it was like a whole bunch of scenes from Star Wars in order to make, I think, Luke in his like... X-Wing. Yeah, I think that's what it is. There are some scenes from Jedi um, in that pic- in that puzzle that I now understand. And it was so much fun to like see it happen. Be like, oh, Yeah. That's why, like, there's this one of like Han holding a gun, and it, it threw me off every time because he's upside down holding <laughs> the gun. And like, for someone trying to put it together a puzzle, I'm like, oh, which direction are you supposed to be facing? And he's uh, supposed to be facing upside down. So this to is one of the Landon. most fascinating things about my relationship with Shalia is she has both jumped in both feet to so much of this like nerd culture or whatever it is. It is now like. Comic cons, uh, all of this stuff, Popular but culture. I forget that she is not so like saturated with the early Star Wars movies in her early part of her life. So like, she'll ask a question or make a comment, and I'm just like, "Oh, because you didn't watch all these movies, read all of the extended universe yeah. stuff when they, when <laughs> over, and over. over and over. You didn't have the the toys." That were probably like I would get the toys that were yeah, in the in the bargain bin in the bargain bin because they made they they made a toy out of every single e- entity that was in any frame, even Ewoks. Yeah, I had the little the little droid that that was torturing the other droid. Mm-hmm. There was one of those, and it was cheap. Did you have those before the movies were re released in nineteen ninety seven? Yes. So you, but had- even more of them came out after that. Okay. Huh. And it got the worst with, I, I want to say, with uh, The so Phantom weird. Menace. Yeah. Episode one, they put out so many figures. Yeah, it was a that lot. That it was like, it was basically like printing junk plastic. Because you, I would see those f- for years afterwards that nobody wanted. 
this random senator. I'll get you a Jar Jar Binks for your desk. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> they should have done what they did with the ET. I will be able to get rid of it. Video game. It's a gift. And it'll be stuck there. Yeah, and I'll sure be like, will. oh, God. <laughs> you ever hear about what happened to the, like, the 1982 Atari game um, ET? It was like so bad and they couldn't, they couldn't sell them or something. They buried it in the desert. They buried them in a big pile in the desert somewhere. Oh. That's what they needed to do with all those Jar Jar Pinks. <laughs> but they had him in like multiple uh, episodes, too. He wasn't just they like in the put first put him one. there for kids yeah. on purpose. And then Red Letter Media, the 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 uh, re- reviewers I like had the theory that he kept putting them in as an fu for not <laughs> liking him to begin with. Ah, nice. Just like, well, I like him, so there. Yeah. So Tim, now you, when did you first see Jedi? Do you remember? I don't even remember. I was a kid. I think I saw it in the theater. Do you, do you think you saw it in like <laughs> the first release? Or Probably second release. <laughs> you were okay. born in seventy eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you could be, you would be in LM, like kindergarten first grade when they re-released yeah one of the things that i've been kind of curious about is the fact that um both star wars and star trek there it's it's popular culture but it's also very nerd following Mm -hmm. like not everybody loved it so as somebody who was alive during that time Mm -hmm. how did that happen like how is it that because the toys were out there they pushed it how is it that only certain people ended up gravitating around it? I mean, because it was still, I mean, it's popular culture now, but at the time it was still very niche. Like, certain types of kids liked it. It opened. Other kids didn't. Like, it wasn't, there were, like, my sister liked it, but it wasn't, like, a medium for women, for young girls to like. Now mm-hmm. it is. But it at the time it wasn't. It originally opened to about 40, the- 40 theaters. Yeah. At least the first movie did. Yeah. You had to you had to go to see it. Like I said, at least the very first movie, uh, VHSs were probably extremely rare in the early in the late seventies. So, like I can I can see, and the thing is, is that they are kind of right. Kids glommed onto it, yeah. Which means that, and kids continue to glom onto it. So every time one generation has kids, yeah. they get excited yeah. to introduce the next. And what, if it saturates you when you're young, then I think that's how it's built up to the point where it is. At least two generations of people having their kids and being like, yeah, I can't wait to introduce you to Star Wars. Yeah, that's why even you know, in between this first trilogy and the, the prequels and the prequels and this late, the latest trilogy, they've been able to sell so much merch, video games, extended books, um, Star Wars appreciation days at, at ballparks because it's so enriched in everybody. Right, it's also highly manufactured, yeah. and they they made that business choice in this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. they added the Ewoks specifically for kid appeal and merchandising. So they were originally supposed to be Chewbacca's, right? Early drafts of the of the of the script, and as I remember, yeah. had them as has them as as Wookies, which makes yeah. the story make a lot more which sense. Makes more sense. Makes more sense. However, I think it was an important change for the better. Mm. Tell me why. All right. So, like, talking about the Ewoks. First of all, I really... My favorite scene of this whole movie is Leia in, being introduced to that first Ewok. I thought it was wonderful. Like, here, are you hungry? I have food. I'm not going to hurt you. Here's a hat. Like, it was great. It was wonderful. It was it was a great scene. And then I think that um, the 
it was important that it was Ewoks instead of Wookiees because the size matters. Like, the Empire's there and they underestimated. Like, if it was a whole bunch of Wookiees, you'd be a little bit more prepared for the Wookiees to be, like, fighting you. But the, when when here comes the ambush of all of the little Ewoks coming out and, like, fighting you and winning, that was much more significant. It I was also the size less believable. Yeah. They're murderous, the little Ewoks. Yeah, I mean... The yeah. little killers. So... I would I would say in all sizes. it actually undermines the themes of the movie. I think it makes more sense. So it's okay, this is a little bit of okay. extended universe thing, but essentially the Wookiees on their own planet are slave labor. Mm-hmm. Yes. They talked they've talked about this before. They've talked about this before. This he frees he frees them in solo. Yeah. To who? The Empire. When he frees when he frees Chewie and Sol in the solo movie, he's a slave. Is the Empire only humans? Yes, essentially. Huh. Humanish people, yeah. Interesting. Um, so they, there's there's an extra am- amount of uh, almost like white they're almost all white too. So it's kind of but it's got that, that fascist sort of that's specifically what they were going for. Yeah, the first order. Ah! It was very Hitlerist. You know what, Daenerys? Ha- that was what it looked like because it was yeah. in the snow. It looked it just really like the jump, the General Hux speech. Yeah. So yeah, so the Wookies, so the Empire is pretty xenophobic. The Wookies were were enslaved. So when I say the themes, this would be shaking off the 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 uh, the burden of oppression of uh like of being colonized. You know, essentially, like that would have been more powerful. I feel like than what they have now is like more of a David and Goliath thing that they decided to go with with the the Ewoks. And the Ewoks, there was a little... When I watched it this time, I was like, these are native people. They look like like teddy bears, Mm -hmm. but you're kind of talking about native peoples, and then it got kind of offensive in certain ways. It was offensive. I'm not going to... Yeah. What part was offensive? Oh, here's a hat. Like... It was. It, it just seemed belittling. Yes, I agree. Um, and it seems like they tr- like it, they, it. It has a candy coating of them being teddy bears, mm-hmm. which I guess it's a, it's supposedly helps. It worked. <laughs> um, then they're gonna pick up a rock and smash it over your head. Yeah, and you know what, Shalia? I got to admit that first season, uh, first season, that first scene is is pretty effective. But the stuff that starts to come afterwards. When they're going to boil and eat them, yeah, I forgot That's about stupid. that. Stupid, like see through like, these, these savages. I yeah, can't exactly. pretend that I'm a god. Okay, but you're letting them carry you in a chair. Yeah, and then he, you are literally pretending. And you're just god. say those are my friends. And then Leia comes out and is like, "No, those are our friends. Tell yeah. them." Like I was like, "Thank you, Leia," because he's not listening to me because I was telling him that too. Yeah, and and so and then they go they're going to war against people with lasers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they're not giving them lasers either, which would have been no. crazy. But they're not giving them lasers. They're fighting with sticks and rocks and spears and rope. Kind of like what we're going to see in Hobbs and Shaw. And I'm a little worried about yeah. that. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But there's actually parts of it that I really do like. Like, I like when they destroy one of the walkers with the two. Yeah. Um, when they're setting up traps and stuff, I, I like that. I like how he lures them all away. That was that awesome. Would, there's actually good things about it, but... Just, I, I think you would have made a better movie if you had have gone with somebody who had a real relationship with the Empire, a real negative rising up and helping. Other than like your base being on their planet. Yeah. 
But they would have been prepared for, communi- for that. Communications better. base. Like that's to be fair, the, the empire is probably using them as target practice. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I mean, but part of it is okay. So the empire, like they know that like it's a trap, right? It's a trap. They're on the moon. They're the ones who gave them the idea to go to that moon to to try to take down the shield. And what they didn't as like they underestimated the fact that there were Ewoks there who would be like, no, like we're gonna help these guys. So I feel like if you have, I mean, maybe not if you have slave labor and you're not really thinking about them as rising up and helping, then you're you're underestimating them. But I just I feel like a planet full of Wookies, you'd be you'd be thinking about okay, how do we make sure that they don't they're not a threat to us too. Yeah. Versus in in this, it would have been interesting in if there scenario, had been Wookies and Ewoks on this yeah. planet. That would have been interesting. Yeah, that would have been fun. I mean, but they didn't account for them, and that was the part that I thought was interesting and kind of cool. I yeah, I think you could get an aspect of that without if you're using Wookies, not accounting because they're they don't speak English. They're big dumb ruggers. Like people say a lot of stuff about them that make them seem like most people think they're subhuman. I think you could get. I, I think the theme would have been better, and it was just it, it, the. I wouldn't be skipping that fight scene if it wasn't teddy bears up against guys in space armor and lasers. Like it just it completely. Yeah, like bikes. The bikes were cool. The bikes are awesome. I loved that when I was a kid. It was really cool how fast they could go through the forest. That looked scary. I never. I was always confused. How can you look behind, like, turn your head? I know, in a forest. Yeah. <laughs> Going that fast? Really shouldn't. Just smashing And it, it, it kills one of them. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you know, look out for, watch, watch out for that tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so what are your, so Ewoks are my favorite thing about this movie. They can't be like you can love the Ewoks. <laughs> what are your? They literally things? cannot be the favorite. Your favorite thing. I reject this. The other favorite thing is that I think that Darth Vader's character arc is probably one of the best ever. Yeah, I appreciate that. Are there other character arcs that are similar to that for you guys? No, probably. I mean, I think and to my favorite part of the film is probably all the Vader Luke stuff is really cool, and that's Especially the stuff the, I would the, watch all the, the time. The Emperor is really cool. Okay. So, guess how old the emperor or, or uh, the actor who was playing the emperor was? Fifty. He was thirty-nine. He's younger than you. Wow. And I don't know if that was pre-planning or not, but he basically was able to play that character all the way through the prequels and seem like he was like roughly the right age the entire time. Wow! Movie magic. Movie magic. Also, I th- I think I appreciated not watching a particularly high definition version of this. Yeah, it's because fake. I I think that it would have ruined the makeup and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think it was supposed to look that way. It looks good. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that's my favorite things. Yeah. Then, what are your favorite things about this movie? The interaction between those three, particularly when he finally gets Luke to break a bit. Yeah. That line, like, there's so many lines. Vader has so many good lines, but he was like, if you won't turn to the dark side, then perhaps she will. Yeah, he went after family. He, you know what? He's got a family and Vin Diesel with Fast and the Furious. It reminds me a bit of um, Hugo Weaving's uh, delivery in some of his better movies. Yeah. Like, as Agent Smith. Yeah. Like, he, he holds on to a, a syllable a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I just realized, like, almost always it's the sibling bond. If there's one, that's my favorite thing. But the Luke and Leia sibling bond has never captured me. That's because it was rushed and half done. But even in the the sequels, 
they, well, they don't spend much time together in the sequels as well, actually, now that we think about it. So we see them "Hmm." as siblings. We see them born, which is another, okay. How, who does, who are her memories of her mother? Who is that person? She was born first. So she remembers Mm -mm. mom giving birth to Luke. Because, yeah, Padme dies in childbirth, right? Yeah. So I have to look at the, like, I have to look at these movies two ways now. Looking at them, like, as they were chronologically released, to which you're like, the mother was either the actual mother to the two of them or an adopted mother to her. Because she remembers her mother being kind. Because she, yeah, she remembers her being sad. She, She remembers some specific things about her personality. But the other thing is they were also in her for nine months. So it, and they both have the force. So maybe she was like figuring out like, her mom. You sound like somebody on the internet now. No, but she's right. That's a very good point. Yeah. No, I, thought, I mean it's it was, not. She it has was, memories of her mother, like interacting with her mother, not kids, sitting in her stomach. You talk to them in the womb and they hear you. Like they those early memories, especially know. for someone with the force. Absolutely. So she knows and so she knows how beautiful she was? Well and that's the only thing that she's like physically saw. After she was born, she saw her giving birth to Luke. Because she was born first. Before Padme died. Got a couple minutes in with moms before she dies. (laughs) Tim, what do you think? No, a thousand percent no. I was born first. Do you remember? I remember anything. You don't remember anything. I I also don't have the force. Yeah, you don't have the force. So, (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) But again, I think think what, what what they wrote then wasn't meant. They weren't the sequels were prequels were what, what they were and they sort of yeah. rode around it. Yeah. So it was a it's an impactful line at the time, but it seems stupid in retrospect now with these prequels. Except for it makes sense, right? Because the whole idea is, I feel like in episode three it made sense that she died, and then he was like, "Oh no, she's gone." So now I'm going to turn all bad because I already am on that path. But also she's gone, and if she was still alive, then Luke would have not been separate like the kids wouldn't have been separated if okay, mom was so alive there's, there's a few more things so I, I started with the mom right but but when he has his interaction with obi-wan obi-wan's like when i met him he was already a great pilot yeah. right okay he didn't he mean that he was a child chi- no. the child pilot. He, he, he was, was pretty good pilot you, you don't even call it piloting when you're in a race car piloting is aircraft wasn't it it didn't have wheels did it have wheels? No, it is a hydroplane. You don't pilot a hydroplane. Yeah, you do. This is, a, this is a different word for driving a hydroplane. Okay. Or an F1 car or any of that sort of stuff. And it, Okay, this is what I... Yeah, what, let's let's take ourselves and in, in, let's, let's think of this movie as if we're in the 80s. He shouldn't have been that young. Like, we know this. But yeah, okay. Right, and so that's where then trying to, to, to work around, oh, well, then how does she have memories of her mother? All of this other stuff, and like none of that. They, I really would think that that they really screwed things up going forward. Like, it just makes more sense. He met a guy who was, you know, already had some talents, and he's like, I think these talents have to do with this. I'm gonna try to train him. Maybe he's like 19 or 17 or something like that. It's a bit older than you know, but when I see. They t- they made so much stuff sterile and like I don't know say organized in the um in the prequels so it's basically like you have to get into this high class 
preschool, right? And Anakin, who's what seven or eight or something in the, in that movie, is too old. So they're trying to say that being an elementary school student is already too old. This is all this weird backtracking. Yeah, that you yeah, have yeah, to yeah. Do I don't to think that there. either of us are going to disagree with you, and I feel like we're getting a little bit hung up on the prequels being bad, which we know. So I'm going to take us back to Return of the Jedi, if that's okay, because we agree that the prequels fucked shit up well this is but this is exactly the place where i would want to have the conversation not necessarily an empire but right here is where all of this stuff is starting to to i'm I'm starting to see okay what are you guys what were you guys thinking and and you were doing this on the fly which is why it's weird that so many people can spend so much time online like making up all of this complicated backstory because i was like these movies were made by people who were making it up as they were going along essentially <laughs> but the one the last thing i would say then is i always thought of the jedi as like this frontier justice sort of situation like you these people this is a big expansive universe all these different planets these people go about to protect the innocent or whatever and so there's just something about the jedi council and their politics and whatever on the main planet that irk that, that didn't sit right with me even though I can kind of buy that it might happen. What I saw didn't line up to me. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to ask you, <laughs> knowing full well that I'm risking going way more into this than we mean to, but um, so that's the prequels. How do the sequels hold up? So remember I made the comment as we started watching and we read the qual- the, the crawl and I was like, oh, okay. So you're telling me this ragtag bunch of people need to rescue a friend, get away from the, the empire, and destroy a super weapon. Mm-hmm. That happened in the '77 movie. It happens in this movie, and it happens in the for, uh, the Force Awakens. So I feel like, as far as standing up, the the Force Awakens works because, and this is something people have said, I guess, but it hits the exact same beats as two movies already that are mm-hmm. beloved. Yes. Now, I actually like a lot of um, The Last Jedi. It's a pretty polarizing movie, but I think it stands up better idea-wise than The Force Awakens. And I think it's much more of what Star Wars needed. And now that they're talking... I thought they were talking about, you know, we have to kill the old things and blah, 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 blah. The next movie is now called... What the last Skywalker rise, or the ri- rise of Skywalker? Rise of Skywalker. That is about enough for me to say I won't go see this movie. Right, because you're done with the old stuff. I'm done with yeah. That was fascinating to me. I was like, okay, you killed the Emperor guy, looking guy. We've had this scene. Remember, I was like, I've seen this scene with with Vader standing next to Luke with the Emperor up here. All right, so now you've redid that with uh, Snoke, Ray, and um, Ray, and. This is the perfect time for you to be like, this is where we're amputating this and we're going to start presenting something new. And I don't think they're doing that anymore. Uh, they are. Because of the backlash against The Last Jedi. No, they are. They're doing that with this new movie. They're finishing ap- No, that's what they said they're doing. They're done with these stories. So they're going to finish the amputation and then they're going to be able to use whatever happens at the, the third act of this film to launch... All this other content they want to do for Star Wars. What do you What shows. do you think the rise of Skywalker means? I don't think that's important. It's literally think, the name of the title. But I think we, I think as fans, we obsess over these titles. But I don't think it's important. I'm not obsessing. I'm literally, I'm literally asking you 
what do you think the rise of Skywalker means? Because if we can believe the previous movie, Rey is not a Skywalker. Yeah. Okay. I guess Kylo Ren is. So and uh, Leia is still around. Okay. So, but it gives the impression that they're going to become a big deal having Skywalkers around again. I don't think it matters. I don't, I don't, I think we're used to obsessing over things because we have access to all this content and behind the scenes stuff and the names of things and what it means. I don't really think it ultimately will, will matter. I don't think it has to matter. I don't think the title has to matter with the story. Okay, here's what I, I think, think we it like means, feeling like it does and it means some shit, but it might not. Here's what it I th- meant something in the last two movies. Here's it what I think it means is that not. the a last Jedi ends with the idea that they're going to tell Luke's story. And so then it like one of the last scenes is like little kids talking about I'm Luke Skywalker and yeah. like and so I think it's the rise of the Skywalker story which is like rising up and Fighting off oppression or whatever it is, I don't remember what the story. It could be literal or is. metaphorical, but I don't. Honestly, I think but it's. I'm I think a, I'm it's a, that story. Yeah. The ripple effects throughout the like because that throughout was the, the idea. galaxy. So I guess I don't obsess about these things. No, I obsess no, no, about no, a lot of things. I'm saying people do right, but the other side of the knowledge that I have is that based off of the the response to Last Jedi, they went and asked J.J. Abrams. To come to, he wasn't intended to do episode not. nine. And what J.J. Abrams is really good at is aping old styles. Is is he's not much of an innovator from did almost anything do, I've seen. He did Force Awakens. Right? He did Force that Awakens. Was brilliant. That was really well done that way. But it was it was really well done as a movie that is taking the plot beats from um from yeah. two previous movies. That's what I'm saying. He, he so it's a cover yes. band. He's a cover band. Okay. Right, so that's why I'm not interested in the la- in in uh, the Force Awakens. I was actually found a lot of the Last Jedi interesting, but I'm saying as a company, what I see them doing is trying to play safe and and trying to appease the people who didn't like the previous movie. I'm gonna say maybe, but I think what they're ultimately doing is trying to allow a launching pad for other Star Wars. Yeah, properties. that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, and so to end it's, this it's, is hopefully to end this one right, and, and to end it, and to end it well. It is it is over, and we're going to move on to other things. And here are these other things we can present to you. One of the what things. What makes you think they would ever want that to be over, though? Well, I mean, but the, they are. This ending story this. is over. It, that it is what, sequel, here's what we do know. We, we can sequel. we can hypothesize about a bunch of whole, a whole lot of stuff. What we do know is they're ending the Skywalker story with this film. That we know. Theatrically, maybe. I mean, they have their own streaming service. What happens if they need more content? Stop giving in to your fear. Kevin. Yeah, it's hey, yeah, it will be they're, okay. They're, they're done with it. We'll see what happens. They're doing the Mandalorian. They're doing a bunch of. There's a whole bunch of stuff they can do. They're doing the Old Republic. They're doing oh a yeah, bunch they're of doing Kotor. Stuff. That's news. We didn't talk about that they're yet. They're doing a bunch of other stuff. They don't have to keep doing Skywalker stuff. They can. They can say we're ending it and then actually legitimately end it. I, I want to say I, I'm. Sounding more energetic than, honestly, the investment I have in Star Wars at this point. But you sound worried. Yeah. Well, I'm not, that's don't the thing is, worried. I'm not worried. Okay. I told you, at this point, I don't, I'm not even interested in necessarily watching the movie. That sounds so, worried. Yeah. No, well, I'm not worried. A lot. I'm disinterested. You're, interested, you're disinterested solely based on the name of the movie. No. The other half was seeing the previous movie. Right. Well, seeing, Force seeing The Force Awakens. Okay. Which I thought, which left me fairly cold. I thought that was perfect timing, though. Like, I thought that was, there's a lot of problems with that movie, but I thought for re, like, restarting 
the for starting the sequels i thought it was really well done in terms of how much time has passed introducing new characters in the 2000s for me i'm probably the target you're you're asking me about me they did right yeah sure right so i'm telling you the this is based off of watching the first the the first of the new movies Mm -hmm. and it leaving me cold Mm -hmm. okay Watching the second one, getting sort of excited because they're going to be doing, to me, they're going to be breaking away from some of the, the stuff that's stale to me. Okay. People getting upset about that and Disney then deciding to react to that by going back to what was safe. But you, that's an assumption. It is an assumption, which is why I'll probably see the movie, yeah. but I'm not going to see it opening day. I now need to wait and hear and like investigate what this movie is about. So that's what I'm saying. Even like, though it's the last one, it's not the. I don't believe it's the last one. It is. The, they've said it's the last one, and there's and nothing they that say they people, I mean, Companies like this say whatever they feel you, like saying. We just talked about Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones just ended. You guys said it's done. Like that's what this last episode is, and then there will be there's going to be other stories, other stories but they're other done with things, this story. But this is it. Like, Unless those other stories don't pull in enough people, and they decide that Skywalkers are what people want. No, it's not. The Skywalkers aren't. They're not about. They're not about the art. To be fair, they're not about the art. That's not true. They're not about the art. That's one hundred percent not true. With the with the problem we have, and this is, and it's not a Disney problem. It's a. It's it's a. It's a capitalism problem. That's what I'm saying. But it's not that people aren't about the art. There are people who care about this property who are making this film. Who are they? You think I'm talking about? Disney. The decision makers are not about the art. Again, that's not necessarily true. There are people involved in these properties who do care about the art. I believe that. And that's why they all look so good. That's, that's, there's a bunch of the, the, the top they're, they're talents just, in the yeah. world are working on these. And the people who are deciding to tell them what they need to make don't care about the art. Again, that's not necessarily true. What, what happens is you have decisions that are made that affect the art. They don't have anything to do with the art. That does not mean you don't care about it. That means I'm, I'm making a decision whether it's cutting down the runtime of a film because we want it to play in more theaters. That doesn't mean I don't care about the art. That means I'm making a decision because I want this movie to be profitable. You don't care as much. You That's have different priorities. Not, not that you don't care as much, but I, I, I'm, 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 holding, I'm, holding two, two, I'm holding two things. I have the art that I'm making, and I have the fact that if I want to keep making this art, this thing needs to make money. So I'm, I'm juggling both. So if I'm making the decision about crafting this art a particular way because I need it to be profitable based on whatever metrics I'm using, that doesn't mean I don't care about the art. That means if I want to keep making this kind of art, I have to make it profitable. But you're talking about the people who are making the art, not the people who are paying for the art. They're the no, same people. About- no, they're not. Yes, they, they are the same people. No, the executives at Disney are not people who make art. They're, but they're the people who are going to bring in someone to make the art. Now, I can yes, bring, exactly. Here's the thing. I can bring whoever I want. You can. I can bring whoever I want. And then you get but rid of I, them if they're not if doing I, what you want. Here's the thing. If I care... No, I'm not, I'm going to get rid of you if you're if it's not making money. That's no, 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 that's do. not true. No, they'll get rid of somebody before a movie... Can, Edward Wright. The movie didn't come out. Ant-Man movie didn't come out by the time that they uh, they got rid of him. Yeah. And they've done that with, this with multiple directors. But it wasn't about... It was not about the art. That's why they choose directors about who, who they can control. Uh, again, it's not about control. It's 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 what okay. Who directed Black Panther? Ryan Coogler. Who was their first choice? Ava DuVernay. 
And what happened when they sat down with Ava was like, we want you to make this movie, but it, within your movie, we need you to hit these beats. Mm-hmm. And she said, I can't do it. Recommended Coogler. Cougar does a fantastic job. He gives Marvels the beast to need because this Panther movie is also connected to a larger overarching story you're telling that leads into Infinity War, that leads into Endgame, right? So I need you, I want you the time to make this movie, but if you're going to do it, it's part of a larger project, so I need you to do these other things as well. Same with Edgar Wright. You want you to do Ant-Man, that's fine, but also I need these other elements because it's attached to a bunch of other stuff. And if you can't do that, that's cool. We can part ways. I so can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't explain I can't, to you what the difference is. I can't here. let you, as much as I love Edgar Wright, I can't let you run free and clear with this movie. Cause you it, absolutely I, can. No, I can't because it's connected to a bunch of other things that we're doing. So I can't let you do that. Here's these, I need to have these other things. Think of also this in Ant-Man that, that connected, legitimately connected to Endgame. That's in the first Ant-Man that connected to Endgame. It didn't have to. But it, but it was going it to. They wanted it to. It, because it was going and so they to. were making decisions based off of. So I'll to first say, I'll give you. I'll give you yeah. that that the Marvel Cinematic Universe did a better job. I I so if I'm comparing Star, what they're doing with Star Wars with their, to what they're doing with Marvel, mm-hmm. they're doing that better. Yeah. Okay. But still, to me, the point remains that. It's about maximizing money. It's not. It's. It's no longer about the art first. It's both. Well, I'm it to it you, it's, cannot it's, be. It's, it's it not. I'm telling both. you. It's a thousand percent not. It is both. Because 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 listen. Because the art art is not about external constraints. Right. Okay. Why did these movies? Okay. The story of the Star Wars movies. To try to get back to our topic. Yeah. Right. Is this was a? It was made by George Lucas, who hated the studio system. Okay. He wanted to make his movie his way, right. and so he w- operated outside of that system mm-hmm. to create something straight out of his mind, okay. not something that somebody planned five years ago for a ten-year, like expanded whatever. Okay. That needed to fit into something. Okay. Right. Ryan Coogler might be talented enough to have made good art, mm-hmm. but it's not the majority. It's not out of all those movies, as fun as they are, they're not majority good pieces of art or whatever you want to call them okay that's all subjective now that's a subjective thing sure everything is subjective when you start planning things yeah. out as widgets which is what they're doing this needs to fit into this because we have a timetable for this and we have quarterly reports or, the, or investor reports or all of this other stuff dilutes art it, that's not necessarily true it's a part of the it's and both it's of these things of the now both of these things are also adapted based off of something that was created with the art in mind first okay can i can i see if this works so i'm a chef i have some dishes that i absolutely love yeah. i'm that's my art um there are certain ingredients that would be much better but my restaurant can't afford that so they're going to get me, instead of organic, they're going to get me some other types of lettuce. Like, okay. it's going to be the same. It's going to be tomatoes, but it's going to be organic versus non-organic or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's not as good of ingredients. They're making this decision based on budget and money, mm-hmm. but they're still letting me make my dish. Mm-hmm. That's my art. And I'm sacrificing, or there there is a sacrifice for it. it's not going to be as good as it could be, but it's still, it, we're still making it and it's still on the menu. Is that kind of what you guys are talking about? I think, 
No, I, I don't no. think that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. I think, I mean, if you want to see these stories on the big screen, you want them to look as good as they can be and be as great as they can be and get the best actors. And not just the best actors, right? We're the best editors, the best sound guys, the best sound mixing, all of that. You want the best of the best so this movie looks pristine. This does not come cheap. What if I don't want that? Then, then what, what if I want better storytelling? But, but again, which is what I think is being, what I think is being, but this, sacrificed but, is storytelling over spectacle. But here's the problem you have: then you end up with good storytelling with bad CGI, or good storytelling or no CGI. Uh, but you, you're not going to do these stories without CGI. You're not going to do a space opera without CGI. You're not going to do a space opera without computer graphics. We're not getting Star Wars without any of that. That's you know, happening. I mean, they're making some really good stuff on the Expanse but without you, without having to break the bank. But you're not. And but, we've gone. Sorry, we've gone over this multiple times. Yeah. But more practical effects is already something. It cannot be that much more expensive now to use models, which is what they were doing in the '70s and '80s. Yeah. They're lazy but now because no. they can put more That's shit on the screen true. using digital effects. But it also looks different in our 4K TVs. It looks different on a big screen. It looks yeah, different. You can give it, but you can give it production passes, or you can do things to that to those models. But here's the but what what the thing that can't be missed. They're in the, they're in they're in the movie making business. Yeah, they're in the money making business. Mm. They're in the Disney is in the business of making money. And buying Star Wars was an investment. Buying Marvel was an investment. These are all investments. And they're trying to make money on their investments. That doesn't mean they're not making art. That means they're also, yeah, I'm going to bring in people to make some really cool art because I care about this thing. And I'm bringing in people who care about this thing. But also, this thing has to make money. If Iron Man doesn't make money, Marvel itself probably folds because they went in with a loan from Merle Lynch trying to make this Iron Man movie work. If that doesn't work, doesn't make money, we don't get in game. Right? If, we, if Edgar Wright does his own weird thing with Ant-Man... That it it's it's a it, it legitimately ties into in game like we don't but get it, okay things. yes but it didn't have to it it, it, it didn't did. have to because they have a million different characters and in fact the way that it plays out in the comics does not play out the same way but, so they have options yeah. they own all of these characters yeah. they can do it differently but that was their plan so if I'm if I say but they can change a plan and they have but they said we want you to do this movie but here's the things we want and if you can't do it that's fine we're just gonna move on. It's fine only because it still fits in your plan, Good. not knowing that you might have gotten a better movie, a surprise hit. We don't again, because that first Ant Man was not a hit. Uh, it's a family movie. And it wasn't a hit. It wasn't a hit in what way? Box office. How much do you think it made at the box office? Off the top of your head, how much do you think it made at the box office worldwide? Uh, between a hundred and two. You think Ant Man made between one hundred and? I remember. I remember the reports being. Underwhelming. So you think Ant Man made between 100 and 200 million to box office worldwide? Maybe three. Okay. Wait, do you know off the top of your head? No, 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 no. I'm just, you know. You're going to look it up right now and see. Or is it drum roll? I can't do it. I do realize that 100 million to 300 million is a pretty significant leap. Uh huh. Right? That's drum. First Ant-Man. Okay, here we go. First Ant-Man made $519 million worldwide. Well, I didn't... Okay, the one other thing is I didn't have the budget. The budget was 130 It was like 160 130 I'm looking at this... 
<laughs> All right. I'm bored. It says 169. <laughs> you guys, I have... It, plus marketing. Wait, hold on. Plus marketing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was a it was a disappointment. No. For Marvel, it was a disappointment. I, was, I read all these articles. Like, you you talked about it at the time. No. Like, they, they were not... It, like, it was underperformed. With, and the point being is that who knows that they couldn't have gotten a seven 800... Because Black Panther was a surprise. Right? It did... It, it tied in in some ways, but it was a surprise. So you don't know what you were going to get. And the, the, the point being is that when he was operating under less constraints, him and the people he was collaborating with, George Lucas made the things that we are now arguing over, the things that we do passionately care about and is a worldwide phenomenon. Okay. And the Marvel or the Disney um, model would not... What they're applying to it now would not work. Okay. It, it wouldn't work. It does not create good art. It makes some in- entertaining Again, spectacle. That's all subjective. I, everything is always subjective. You're saying it's not good art. As if it's a... If it's a it makes lesser art. This is a better you way for me. Again, that Return of the Jedi is good art. Can we go back to it? Because we're almost at two hours. You can cut a bunch of it. You cut a lot of it out. You cut I, it out. I'm not. Don't. Uh. Uh. Uh-uh. You guys did this. I'm not going to go listen through and cut that. You are going to listen through. We know you're going to listen through. I'm not doing that. No. It's that's yes. What but, our well, listeners, okay. Our are hearing, well, let's so. let's just put it I'm this way. If we can move on. Yeah, and I'm about to. Let's put it this way. To me. The most interesting thing that that actually interests me about this movie now is its wider meaning in the culture. And that's why I'm going to go off on this. I told you there's a bunch of awesome scenes, right? There's some dope special effects. I particularly like the three Jedi, and I'm disinterested in certain other parts of the movie. That That's my take on it. Now, looking at it from a media... I don't know. Am I a media critic? <laughs> so, like a media enthusiast person, there's a bunch more interesting things that I think that this movie represents. So, after what are those interesting things? We, well, we just started arguing on it. So, I, I, I think you're right. We should come back to the movie as much as possible. I'd like to hear what you what you two have to say about it, and then I'll start giving my twelve cents later on. Well, we don't have much time later on. Yeah. We're we're right. at. We're, well, have we you guys? I mean, the thing on. is, have you guys gotten out what your feelings about the movies are? The movie is. Well, I'm looking at my notes, and there's a couple of things I had left on my notes. One is so Han wakes up and he's blind, and he's in the dungeon mm-hmm. with Chewie after him and Leia get caught, and Chewie's like, "Hey, I'm." I don't know what Chewie says because I can't. I can't speak Wookie, but. Then he gives him a big hug, and I was like, I really want a Chewy hug. So that's one of the, my notes, is that I would really like to get a hug from Chewy. I imagine he I can wear a, a shaggy jacket. I always thought that, too. I, I never thought stinks. that. I, I assumed that he smelled. I don't think and, he like, does. He gets wet, but like that hug looked wonderful. Like It was like a very nice hug. What? You should go back and watch the hug. I, I think the thing about, watch the hug. about watch the hug. stinking is if you have bad... Uh, grooming habits not necessarily i i bet you he grooms all right yeah sure but there are even like a very freshly cleaned dog can smell to me that i wouldn't but i think we'll we'll see well well, i mean we won't see i will never know um but that is one of the things that i have written down the other thing is kind of you were talking about some dope uh scenes earlier or some dope aspects Mm of it and another uh note that i have here is that Vader's first scene, the first scene that Vader's in, he has mad quotes. 
Like, yeah. cause you know, we, are we title our episodes based on quotes and I was just like, I don't know which one to pick. Like every single thing he says is excellent in that first scene. Um, we're not going to use any of those because this is a tribute to Peter Mayhew. So we're going to use a Chewbacca quote. One for of my our favorite ones title. is always the emperor is not as forgiving as I am. And all we've seen in the previous movie is him choking people out. Choking people out, you're yeah. right. Like, I am the one who's forgiving. Yeah. yeah. Vader's badass. And it, he, those lines are awesome. And then finally, um, the note that I have is uh, Harrison Ford, Han Solo's character, really fun. Um, A fun Harrison Ford role. Yeah. And, Kendon, you told me this while we were watching it, that it turns out Harrison Ford had said that um, Han Solo should die in this film, but they had planned the sequels, and so they didn't kill him off. Yes. But he thought his his character should die. In this case, I think what they planned was they wanted the movie to be more family-friendly. They did not want it to end on a downer. Oh, okay. That's not what I thought you said. But, okay, yeah, they didn't so, want to end with him dying. But, but my, so he was... Harrison Ford thought that Solo should die in that film, and I have been very sad um, lately about Harrison Ford's character. Um... But watching this, I got this like huge happiness, like sunshiny feeling when I realized that Harrison Ford is still alive. He's still with like us. we've lost Peter Mayhew, we've lost Carrie Fisher, but we still have Harrison Ford, which mm-hmm. is nice because I've always loved Harrison Ford. We also he's always so he's like a weird guy when I've seen him interviewed, but he's he's one of my favorites. So there's that. Oh, at, th- at this point, then I would also like to throw in that we still have Ian McDermott. <laughs> the emperor and every yeah. time i watch him he, he's chewing the hell out of the scenery and he might be my favorite actor in these movies yes you do love yourself some good bad guys he's the best he's the best part of the uh prequels too um and then uh so s- sticking with solo i watched the han solo movie and that introduced to me the concept of droid rights which i thought was really interesting and something that i don't think i had thought of much before mm-hmm. so watching this is the first time i watched return of the jedi since watching solo and seeing like when the, in the beginning when r2d2 and c3po go into jabba's place and there's um a droid that's being like taken apart and i'm just like oh man like these guys are assholes like I, and that's happened before in terms of droids being taken apart and stuff but this was the first time watching and being like whoa with an aspect of like droid rights mm-hmm. like Come on, guys, get it together. Start pushing for some droid rights here. See what they're doing to you. Sprinkling hints of like rebellion for droids there to be like, come on, guys, you can do it. They didn't do it in Force Awakens or Last Jedi, but maybe the Rise of Skywalker, there will be some straight up droid rebellion going on. Mm, Yeah, we'll see. Those are my notes for this movie. Any other notes for you, Tim? I thought it was fun. I mean, I really, haven't watched it again, I really enjoyed the Vader. Like, the Vader-Luke stuff was really good. I did not love the Ewok stuff, and they're real murderous. <laughs> You've uh, never really loved the Ewok no. stuff. But to be fair, I do love Ewok cosplay when I see it all the time in Comic-Con. Kids? Adults. Mainly. Adults wearing Ewok stuff? Yeah. But Ewoks can't. Okay. Yeah. Julia, there are furries in the Star Wars community as well. Oh, uh, those kind of Ewoks? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I have a picture of me somewhere. With them. <laughs> if you see a party that only invites people in Ewok or Wookiee cosplay, yeah, you, you know, know what's it, going on. You know what, what? It is. I don't know what kind of. I don't know. I, I, when I go, I see people in, dressed in Ewok. It's easy to do. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's fun. The opening is fun. It's a good opening. 
some of the stuff in between is a little meh but uh i can see why i can fast forward through a lot of it but <laughs> it's fun it's, it's definitely like four kids it's like i liked the eox when i was a kid i'm yeah. pretty sure the the early stuff felt like space drama is kind of like more adult this felt like a kid's it ends with a party yeah it does it ends with the party they're all happy together like i wouldn't have guessed that luke was just gonna disappear after that but then yeah. i remembered there's reasons why he did yeah so he disappears after that okay yeah you guys i really think we should do the ewoks movie at, at some point there's an ewoks movie there's two ewoks movies <gasps> never seen them. are they from the 80s yeah what i grew up watching these and i did not like they're both related and kind of don't make sense yeah, I can, uh-huh. I can imagine. I want to watch. I will, I'm in. I so there's the Ewoks this. Battle for surprised. Endor, which oh, I remember. Endor's going to be in trouble. And there's uh, an Ewok adventure. Okay. In. It's going to. They're going to 1984 the and 5. Oh, so they followed this. 83, 84, 85. Yep. Uh-huh. Cool. We were one and two years old. Okay. Um. So we, we've talked about favorite things mm-hmm. oh i i was gonna finish my notes real quick okay. i can make it quite fast um first of all job is uh what do you call it um barge pleasure barge i feel like you shouldn't have um any guns that are capable of being pointed at your own ship yes. yeah i disagreed i thought that you should be able to turn around if somebody's on your ship and no. coming at no. you from behind you no. should no. Be able that's to a bad plan no you put another gun facing the other direction maybe you can't have two guns and guards who are armed yeah armed guards okay um, it's interesting that Luke says uh, to to uh, to Jabba, "This is the last mistake you'll ever make." It doesn't come across as a very Jedi thing to say, based off of the other stuff we've seen at this point. It seems a little vengeance hungry. Like it's it's just not quite something I would expect a Jedi to say. That's um, Lando pulls down his mask purely for the audience's sake. One hundred. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, that's not helping you see better. No, you just let people know it's me, Lando. <laughs> which, which gets gets a rise, I'd imagine, in the theater at the time. Probably, probably. Yeah. Now, Lando had a fun role in in this one that I did not remember. Oh yeah, I that love he's Lando. like he's the one flying out there. He's he's in the Falcon for this whole movie. Yeah, like he is. no one else flies that Falcon. So that's and I'll that get to that exciting. point too. Oh okay. Um, the droids rights thing I won't go long into, but I paused the movie. To stand up, and I was like, surely the, the griminess of this, the, the the worn nature of this universe, makes me like understand or like think that's why they're not bothering with things like droid rights. This is like grimy old school civilization sort of thing where people are re- like, and then they like, I, there's the little droids like on the Death Star that roll around like my. I was like, what are droids? How sentient really are they? Mm-hmm. So anyways, I tell this story just to say. I kind of understand why Joy's rights is just like not something that belongs in this universe. And she was like, she was basically saying, I was writing down a note that was 1000% opposite of what you just got up and said to me. Speaking of the drones or droids, um, I have always been told that I'm not supposed to put magnets on my computers because it scrambles Mm -hmm. it. When they pick them up out of the sand, they use magnets to like pick them up. And I was like, doesn't that mess up their programming? Should you really be picking up R2-D2 and C-3PO with a magnet? Yes. Okay. Continue with your notes. The fact that they did it means that there's some explanation why it's okay. Fair. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, oh, yeah. Speaking of, of uh, Lando flying around, they throw around the term general very 
very generously. Yes. And then they send generals into special ops missions. Like, if you make somebody a general, that usually means there's somebody who should be planning and, and like, at this point, in that sort of military, like, standing back. You know? You don't usually just send them as a spear point. Um, oh. Luke's been going around this whole time, grew up using the same last name. Okay. And the f- maybe his birth first, first name. Do you think that, there, that Skywalker is a more common name i was basically like why are you running around using your government name because shalia was like how did she how did he vader know that he was his son who told him that and i was like he's been running around with the same last name and a laser sword now he was also raised by his uncle Mm -hmm. did his uncle have the last name skywalker no good question it was owen uh owen and lars baru then yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. Because he's a- adopted. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, what is it? And then the last one being is, why is there a medical frigate there? A what? A medical frigate that's so close to the battle. I didn't notice any medical mm, frigate. Because they said that there's a point where they're like they're they're focusing fire on the on the medical frigate, and it's the one that has the long. It, it, there's a long narrow piece in the middle. And big bulging on both sides. It's in it's in Empire. That's where they go when he gets his hand or his hand replaced. At the very very end, they're standing on a medical frigate. No, I don't know. I didn't notice it. So do you? Like, I'm saying, what do you think though? So, I'm telling you, it's there, and they make a line about it. Well, I mean, in the middle of a battle, are you shuttling space. people back and forth to a medical I mean, frigate? The frigate was already there in pre-battle, right? So it's just there. No, it wasn't there pre-battle. It showed up with the rest of the ships. I mean, but there's medics that travel in battles, right? Yeah. Like there's always... Uh, maybe they're trying to do that, like medics who are in battle. That travel with you? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's maybe that's what the sentiment they're doing. But in space, it just looks different. That's all I got. <laughs> that's all you got. All right. Return of the Jedi, you guys. Is it a classic or are we past it? It's a classic. Past it. Classic. Yeah, of course it's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic movie. It's like, well, you're and, and, anyway. and influential in a lot of ways. So, yeah, let's talk about that. Because how we don't have a lot of time. We've been going for a long time. But what influences are worth mentioning and talking about a little bit with our friends? Um, I think we used to have toys that help sell TV shows. And this was mm-hmm. one of the stars where we had like a movie that helped sell toys. Yeah, I thought, can, did you guys say this already? That like Ewoks, they changed them from Wookiees to Ewoks so that they could sell toys? That briefly, was part yeah. of the decision yeah. making. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. You realize 1977 Star Wars movie did not come out with toys until like the, the following Christmas. No, it wasn't the following Christmas because they were selling, like, basically they would sell you a card that says, when we make these toys, we'll mail them to you or something like that. So it's so different by six years later, by the time they're making this, they're making decisions based off of merchandising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other influences? The entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, maybe? You think this influenced no. Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe? Oh. These large interconnected movies, like if you add in the prequels, you add in all the backstory, all of the connections and stuff like that, I think that movie franchises... Movie franchises didn't exist before Star Wars in this way. We Raiders? didn't have like trilogies. Raiders came out after Star Wars. Rocky. Rocky 
was yeah. a series of movies. When was the first Rocky? 77. Same year as Star Wars. And it was not focused on making this massive uh, media blitz and, um, what do you call it, merchandising. No, it was focusing on but Cold I think, War. <laughs> I think that... By, I, the fourth, I, by the fourth movie. I was really more into like early 2000s movies that were, like, were solely focused on that. Um, we got some of it, but it didn't really pick up steam because who else was really doing it? I just I, I think the idea of massive interconnected universes like media, I can't think of one before Star Wars. I just always thought trilogies were a thing. It's not about trilogies. He had the Godfather trilogy. Yeah. Right. But we're, I'm I'm talking about massive sprawling, huge spectacle universes on the screen. But I think I'm not, I I think that we would not have the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the way that we have it without the predecessor. It's a predecessor to that sort of movie making. When you say that, are you talking about basically fantasy? No. I don't because I don't think the first Star Wars was intended to be that. It wasn't. We're talking about what is the impact of the Return of the Jedi. But I think, and at that point, like I said, they were making decisions based off of wider concerns. What else can we sell? We can sell the encyclopedia. We can sell these toys. We can sell this, that, and whatever. And it, it started to be, we're making movies more for or, uh, more than for the viewing experience. Mm-hmm. I see. And I and think that's, that that's typical '80s, right? Because we also have like cartoons doing that now. At that it's very point much in an time. '80s thing, yeah. So I guess everybody knows sometimes very, like, I get intense or whatever. You might not be able to tell from what I'm the way I'm saying something. Mm-hmm. This is not a criticism or, or like I'm not showing an opinion on this. I'm just saying I think that this was a predecessor to the massive sort of franchises we have now. It started with this trilogy, and others like it, like Raiders, or no, just this trilogy. I'd say Raiders, but I think Raiders was influenced by the Star Wars to, by Star Wars to begin with, and I it just doesn't and it doesn't have the same reach because mm-hmm. it's not fantasy in the same way. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's no cool ships. Mm-hmm. Other influences? I don't know. What's your happiest memory of watching this movie? Mm, my friend had a starlight pit in the backyard, and we would play with it. <laughs> Throw people into it. That was my biggest memory. I, I think sitting in front of it at the same time that I had enough of the toys to start recreating the scenes as they were going on. Hmm. Mine is I can remember at my grandparents' house it being played. And for some reason, it, the Ewoks always remind me of Sienna. She must have loved the Ewoks or something. Or I just loved them and I loved her because she was my favorite person because she's my older sister. So maybe it was that. She's like, I love the Ewoks just like I love Sienna. <laughs> the Ewoks. <laughs> I gotta of say, the Ewoks say are less are, they're less obnoxious to me than I remember. That's good. I'm glad. I feel like you have more to say there. You're gonna, you're gonna leave. I don't it there. know. I, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna leave it there. Let, 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 let it. But when you're asking about happy memories, I also grew up watching these movies as a jumble of scenes mm-hmm. because my parents had like recorded it off uh, off TV, so it was on a VHS, and I was like probably watching it before I was in grade school. Mm-hmm. So I never knew that. I never knew a time where I didn't know that Vader was Luke's father. And there is a podcast that we listen to 
or called the Slash Filmcast, and one of the char- one of the characters, um, one of the hosts is worried about how is he going to introduce or when is he going to introduce his kid to the to the movies so that it's a surprise and was realizing that there's so much popular culture that references these movies and i was just like i can understand it was probably an important experience for you but i probably love these movies equally those those early movies equally as much as you do and i always knew that's fair now do you know how i knew have we talked about this was it ace ventura or some other movie (laughs) it's tommy boy (laughs) do you remember tommy boy Yeah, do you remember that movie? Uh-huh. Yeah, so he's sitting, he, his dad gives him a job, and he's at the... the oh, that's right, And then the it, there's a fan, and he's speaking into the yeah, fan. Yeah, the Chris Farley scene with the fan. Yeah. yeah. okay. And I didn't know what that meant, and um, someone explained to me. That's the one thing I say about these films all the time, is like, whether you love these films or, lot, or, or not, there's so many pop culture references, so like, you've got to just watch many. them. So you don't miss the other jokes mm-hmm. and other stuff. There was. Do you remember the movie Fools Rush In? Yes. And Matthew Perry, when he meets uh, Selma Hayek's friends, and there's this guy that she used to kind of date. He's the police officer, and his nickname is Chewy. And he's like, "Where's Han and Han and Leia, or like, where's yeah. Luke and Leia, or something like that?" Hi, Chewy. Yeah. And he makes this joke, and again, falls flat there, and fell flat for me. Um, Gotta watch but him. for some people, that is a very normal joke to make. Yeah, turns out. Sure. But it it also speaks to the idea that as ubiquitous as you think something is, it's maybe only really hitting at most fifty percent of the population. There are some people who are simply know nothing about the Marvel movies. That is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. And when I met Shalia, she didn't know what a Vulcan was. Like, there's so much stuff that. You just you think that like has become so universal and it hasn't. So speaking of Vulcans, that's one thing that I thought about in this film was um, when they're talking. Sorry, when they're talking about the dark side and like I was thinking that the dark side versus the Jedi side of the Force. The light side. Is it the light side? Do they call it that? So I feel like I hear the dark side all the time, but I don't hear the light side too much. Um, is I was thinking about it. It was like it feels a little bit like. The light side is all Vulcans. Like, don't have feeling, just you. <laughs> like, right? Because the dark side is like appealing to people's like more. And I'm just, I was thinking about Spock and like the human side and like, don't, right? Like, don't be all mad because we're taking, we're putting your friends in danger and don't act out of fear and don't, like, it's very the emotional side mm. versus the logical, like, heartless side of the. What Jedi. I would say is since you've seen the, the prequels, that comes across. They do seem a little Vulcanish, mm-hmm. but in the earlier movies, it seemed more like the the good and the bad emotions. Like mm-hmm. the love tap emotion into is okay. different tap into different emotions. Don't be emotionless. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then like even like the protective emotion that's supposed to be a positive emotion, yeah. but it's not when Luke starts using it. No. Which one? At what point? When he's talking about maybe the his end? sister. Like, okay, yeah. so I'm going to kill you, and I'm, now I'm going to go after your sister. And then yeah. Luke goes into it because he's protecting his sister. Right. right. That's a positive emotion. But that's a mo- – well, there's the motive and there's the, the emotion. And he's still kind of an adolescent, so he got angry. Oh, he was angry. He wasn't yes. being protective. He, no, he, he was – the idea of needing to protect or whatever – also came along with a feeling of anger because he he's being his something of that he cares about is being threatened. Mm. 
So I was talking about this randomly this week was um, I remember during I was in Hawaii um, during the campaigning time um, in 2016. Mm -hmm. And my stepmom was talking about how there's this like shadow side of of everyone and that some of the things during the campaign were seemed to be appealing to people's shadow um, side. And like it's like that that part of you that's like fear and violent and hate based and how like we all when did have, we start talking about fox news we all have this in all of us these these you know like if you ever have a dream where you're like beating somebody up like you have that violence in you um and there's different reasons why that's in your like that's in your shadow self that you don't live that way every day like tim didn't you say you're like getting a book about like being the better me or yeah something 101 like ways to hold on let me find the name of it it is i just got my notice to pick it up it is called how to be a better person 400 plus simple ways to make a difference in yourself being a better person so being like person. that like the, and those are things that you do but then by doing that you're you're also taking some things that are currently about you and you're not allowing those to shine out anymore no. you're deciding not to and you're doing that truthfully but if you're putting everything in this like shadow self and you're not aware of it it can creep through. And so it was really interesting because that was 2016 that I was introduced to this idea. It was like summer 2016. And first time I've been watching, first time I've seen this one where Luke's battling with this and thinking, oh, that's a lot like the dark side in terms mm-hmm. of like the shadow side, right? It's the it's the fear. It's the hate. It's the revenge. I think that's Rage. probably why they, yeah. Like, Oh, speaking of revenge, the original title uh-huh. was Revenge of the Jedi. And I think they probably changed that because yeah. it was like, no, Jedi, Jedi are yeah. not about revenge. And then you get Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> exactly. So I just, I thought that was a really interesting thing. And that it's actually, like, this is a concept that's not necessarily new. I don't know mm-hmm. how well developed it was back in 1983. But, um, but yeah, thinking about it 30 years later and that um, there's... There's, there's like a mental health side to this, I guess I'm trying to say. Like a psychological side to the dark side. Wait, and would you send the emperor to counseling? I would send Luke to counseling. He's the one who turns out best out of all of exactly. this. Exactly. No, I was like, anybody who's fighting with that, right? Like, the emperor just has his shadow. Like, that's his. That's not his. He doesn't have a shadow side. That's just out. But everybody who he's appealing to in terms of their shadow selves. So, like, he's trying to appeal to Luke, and some of that is coming out, right? Like, or even Vader. And, like, um, well, Vader's just kind of like had given in. But but go back to, like, the prequels. Like, there, he is appealing to his shadow self during that time when he's trying to be better. But then he's, he, the other stuff ends up prevailing. Anyway, I just think it's interesting. This, okay, you put a thought in my head. <laughs> I tend to do that. <laughs> Let me put this the, the simplest way I can. Um in the in the, the X Men comics, there's an organization called the the organization, or they call them uh, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Mm-hmm. And it's always found it weird when they when villains call themselves out as evil. <laughs> right, we are evil. Yeah. So <laughs> join us. We're evil. Vader seems to both understand that he's evil and decide that he can't be better. And the Emperor is completely like, I'm a villain. So when he, when Vader talks about it's too late for me, the power of the like he he knows he's a villain, mm-hmm. and I still like him as a villain. But my favorite villains, and I think some of the most effective ones, are the ones who don't think of themselves as villains. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess that's the only way that, that Vader's arc wor- or is important to Vader's arc, I guess. Because the Emperor is not... You're not going to have a redemptive arc for the Emperor. No. Right? He's convinced... He's a true believer. And Vader is not. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. This, this is a new thought for me. Ooh. Can't wait till we percolate on it a little bit. Especially after we watch The Rise of Skywalker. All right. But first, you guys, we're going to watch the next episode in our um, tribute to the uh, important people who passed last month or very recently. Um, John Singleton is who we're going to be focusing on next week. And the film that we chose is Boys in the Hood because it starts in 1984. Mm -hmm. So it is based in the 80s. Um, Also, obviously, there's a lot of influences from the 80s that go into it because it was released in 1991. So that's what's coming up next when, Kendon, what will we be? Will be back do you remember what the um what you're quoting when you say that yeah i just want to say it fun ways now oh okay well we'll be back there you go <laughs>